Episode 644 of the PlayStation Nation podcast. Anybody recognize this voice? Anyone? 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 Uh, hi there. My name's Glenn, if you haven't heard me before. I used to be the host of this podcast, and uh, apparently I am again. Uh, joining me this week, though, is somebody that some of you may recognize since he did at least one show with the new guys. What's your name, sir? Uh, my name is Stuart Gilray. I'm a game developer here in the UK, and I've been doing it for a long time. You have, because you're so old that you fell asleep on us last night. Okay, there's that. Again. <laughs> <laughs> it is the start as you mean to like go midnight, on. So. Well, no, it was one in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Well, that, actually, it worked out great for us, so that worked out great. Yes, because yeah. news happened today. News happened today. Holy crap. Uh, so I'm not going to do the old format that I used to do because, quite frankly, I don't remember what it was anyway. Uh, I kind of figured that, especially since we don't have emails or anything like that, so we're just going to kind of go down a list. Uh, but first, uh, we're going to get the ugliness out of the way because a lot of you are probably saying, where's, where's Dave, where's MJC? <sighs> okay, so uh, this, the, the long and short of it is Dave quit. I'll explain, but Dave quit. Uh, after Dave quit, MJC basically said he didn't want to deal with that and trying to find a new co-host and deal with the drama, so he decided to quit as well. Um, it, I think it's been a long time coming for Dave. I'm not sure. he. I don't think he was very happy for quite a while. Uh, he used to complain to me a lot about things and that sort of thing, so I kind of saw it coming. Uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, I want to say up front that I consider Dave and MJC both very good friends, and I hope that we can remain very good friends after this, uh, after everything cools down. Uh, but what brought this upon our doorsteps this time uh, was basically when Sean Layden, which we'll talk about here in a minute, when, when Sean Layden uh, announced he was retiring, we had this big chat going on in our team chat, and... Dave and a couple other people kind of got it in their craw that the timing was weird because of the additional announcements of the PlayStation Now price drop and also that cross-play was being offered to all developers. And everyone knows that the cross-play thing especially was kind of Sean Layden's baby. It was his project. Um, so... I don't know, they, they just kept thinking that the timing is weird because of that, and I, I didn't really agree with that, and um, I started asking around. And all I'm going to say about any of this, is it's, it's, this, the, none of these are quotes. This is basically what I'm boiling it down to, but basically uh, I talked to some people, and it basically sounded like the PlayStation Now thing I didn't really bother with, it was more of the cross-play thing. And from what it sounded like, Sean's departure was planned in accordance with when the cross-play announcement was going to happen. And because of that, or the reason being was that it was kind of Sean's gift to everybody. His, like, going-away gift. Again, this isn't a quote. This is just me boiling things down from what I brought in from a lot of people. <clears throat> and a lot of those people didn't know for sure either, but it was just the word is going around, quote-unquote. So, when I found that news out, I put it up on our, our team chat and said, this is what I found out, <clears throat> and I went to bed. 
And the next morning I get up and I see that there was a ton more chat, basically ignoring everything I said, and it was it was still going down that path of this, I'll call it a conspiracy theory. Call it what you want. I'll call it a conspiracy theory. So I just got on chat, and I wasn't like yelling at anybody or anything. I basically just said, you know, you guys really need to stop with this conspiracy theory because I've already given you what I've heard and blah, blah, blah. And however it was taken, uh, Dave got upset about it, uh, basically blamed me for not letting him have his own opinion, which I said, you're more than okay with having your own opinion. Um, and he decided to quit. And that was it. <clears throat> and then it kind of rolled downhill from there with, with MJC. And I totally get it where MJC's coming from because, quite frankly, when Mark left, I didn't want to look for a new co-host. I, I hated the, the idea of doing that. It's a, it's a pain in the ass. And I would have helped him, and I would have filled in with him if, if he wanted. Um, but MGC, I mean, it was pretty obvious, and I said this to him, but it was pretty obvious that he was mad at me ever since the whole Josh thing happened. MJC kind of held that against me, and okay, I mean, I made a decision. I had to make a decision, and that was the decision I made, and that's what was going to happen no matter what. Um... So I don't know if that was a factor in him going either. And I, I had a talk with MJC after, and I told him, you know, I don't want you to leave. Um, I really value both of them. I, I really, you know, Dave did a lot for us. He worked his ass off. He went to a lot of events for us lately. Uh, he was always the guy streaming. It was me, either me or him streaming, basically. Nobody else on our team really liked to stream. <coughs> I'm going to be coughing a lot, by the way. I have some kind of allergy thing going on. Um but, I mean, you know, they worked really hard. And, you know, MGC was usually the quiet one, like he always was at E3, you know, in the corner, waiting to pull out a good zinger on the microphone. But I don't want to see him leave. I mean, they're, they're integral parts of the team. And, like I said, I consider them both friends. And I consider, you know, I talk to Dave all the time. And this has definitely put a rift between us, good or bad, whatever. It, it's happened. And I hope it can be mended eventually, but... You know, tempers are, are are high right now. I think they're a little bit less today, but um, it, what happens happens, and it, it's tough. You know, you've got people volunteering their time. I saw Keith make a, a statement yesterday that I got kind of offended by, because Keith used to do stuff for us too, and he's like, "Well, you're working for free," and blah 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 blah. And I'm like, "You're acting like you're not getting anything out of this." And I always try. I can't pay people. PS Nation doesn't make that kind of money. But I try as hard as I can to afford anybody anything they need or, or would like. You know, whenever we tried it, like Breakpoint, uh, uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, I got multiple codes for us. Um, or Dave did. I don't remember who got the codes for that one. <clears throat> but I usually try to get extra codes for people if they want to play a game. You know, if we get headphones offered to us for review, I'll offer those up and say, hey, who wants to review a pair of headphones and have a pair of headphones? Um, <clears throat> that sort of thing. And I try. I, I do my best. And I try to make everything inclusive for everyone. It's not perfect. It's a lot of work for everyone. And I, I get that. And, and <clears throat> that's why I appreciate what everyone does for us more than you would expect, I think. Because I know that because I've been doing this for, what, 12-plus years, or however many years now. I get it. You know? So, I mean, that's where it is. And, and they've both quit. So, 
currently this podcast is probably going to be hosted by me. Uh, if that's the case, it's going to be every two weeks from now on. It's not going to be every week. Uh, there may be a special if something big happens, you know, like if they announce the PS6 already. I don't know. <laughs> Could happen. Um, but that's where it is. I mean, I, I've been doing these. The one thing that really bothered me was, and I'm not trying to, like, take some low road or anything, but one th- one thing that really bothered me was that, like, right now I don't have a job. I haven't had a job since June, and the job market sucks. The job market flat out sucks. Recruiters I've talked to, everything, they all say the same thing. Job market sucks. And I've had a lot of time on my hands. And I've been trying to do some of the extra life stuff. I've been working with our listener, Joe, who's actually trying to create a, a, an app to help me automate the uh, raffle process. Because I have so many damn prizes on my kitchen table. And I want them out of here. And I tried to do it manually, and I was screwing it up all the time. Uh, it's a lot of numbers that you have to do manually, and after the stroke, my brain just can't can't focus like it used to anymore. Um, so I, I started doing it was just this dumb little I called it the tor- Torgo Cast, and it was just me. I was streaming it with a camera and all that, just bullshitting, like doing a little video game thing. And I think Dave was getting like weirdly threatened by it or something? I don't know, because he kept saying things like, well, why don't you just take the main podcast over if you want to podcast so bad? I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm just doing this fun little thing. And it literally was all out of boredom. I was bored. That's it. So now I'm doing this again. Um, i got to figure out what it's going to be. Thank goodness that Stuart was able to help me out tonight. Because one of the things that I really miss is the, the back and forth. You know, I don't like just being the person on the microphone, blah, 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 for an hour and a half, two hours. I can do it, but I don't like it. That's why I've not said anything for the past two minutes. Just let you hear your own voice. Damn you. <clears throat> but, I mean, I'm, I'm going to miss them. I'm going to miss both of them. I mean, MJC has been around forever. He, We met him in, I think, the Killzone 2 community? Or Killzone 3, one of the two. Oops, my phone's not on... on mute, and it's supposed to be. Sorry about that. Um, I mean, MJC's been around forever, and, you know, MJC and Dave both made the trip to Milwaukee to do the uh, the PlayStation VR preview that we did. We got that hotel room, and we played PlayStation VR solid for, like, two or three days. Um, I mean, we got a lot of good memories. A lot of E3s, a lot of events, uh, PSX, all kinds of shit, and you know, like I said, I, I consider both those guys true friends. So, I'm sure Fatboy Kev is probably saying, well, you fired him, or you pushed him out, or you, you didn't agree with what they were saying. It's none of that. It's literally, they quit. And there's nothing I can do about it. Except move on, unfortunately. I mean, we still have, we still have a podcast that needs to be done. We still have stuff on the website. And the staff on the website have really stepped up like crazy. Uh, John has been just killing it with review editing. He's kicking ass. He even did a review this week. He did NHL 20. So, I don't know what the future holds. The funny thing is, and Stuart knows this, and Mark does too, when I originally was retiring from the podcast, I was shutting everything down. I was shutting off the lights on PS Nation. I was done. And 
the crew all fought me on it. So we still want to do this. We still want to do this. And it took a lot of convincing, but I'm like, all right, fine. And we went through a, a very long rough patch after that. <clears throat> Some power struggles, that sort of thing. People assuming that because of that, that I was just going to leave. But I don't know where they would get that from when I'm still the one that has to do with all the paperwork, all the ownership, all the everything, all the finances, all that stuff. I don't get paid either, by the way. I don't get any money from this. All the money we make from all of our stuff goes right into the business. It goes to our server costs, our podcast hosting costs, if people have to take a trip, our E3 costs, all that stuff. I don't get a dime of that. It's, it's in a separate account. So, I don't know. I mean, uh, we're probably going to be spending 1000 bucks on X-Life prize shipping pretty soon here because we're testing the app right now. But... Yeah, I mean, it was a really rough patch, and we finally got through it, I thought, and uh, then tempers flared. So it is what it is. Dave says he's going to do his own thing. MJC says he's going to do something. I'm, I would lay money on the fact that one or both of them is going to try to start something with, with Josh, honestly. I don't know if Dave will, but I think MJC will. I think Dave will probably just do more streaming. Uh, and he might do a podcast, I think, but I, I don't know. I have no idea. <clears throat> but, I mean, you know, not just those two. I want to thank the whole crew. Everybody busts their ass. And it ain't easy. It's passion. And I think we've lost track of some passion as a team. I've lost it. Uh, I've been doing nothing but retro gaming for I don't know how long. I'm so hooked on FPGAs and... You know, a lot of the old stuff. Uh, I got an HDMI cable for the PlayStation 1 and the PlayStation 2, and I've been messing with that a lot and all kinds of stuff. So it just took a reboot, I guess you'd say. And now here's where we are. <laughs> well, I think to, to, to chip in for a second, as somebody who's been doing this show on and off with you guys, well, with you, Glenn, and, and Dave, and MJC, and Josh, and Joel, and Mark, for almost a decade now. The first time I was on the show was November 2009. Yeah, that was here we are October. Right? Yep, and here we are in October 2019. Um, I've done this show at least twice a year. Yeah. Um, for 10 years, so it's at least 20, 25 shows probably I've been on, possibly, he says. Mm. Not completely fucking sure. But, Frumpy you know, I've done... That. <clears throat> I don't know. Somebody out there will be able to tweet me and tell me. Um, but, you know, the, the, the point is that I've done other podcasts and things over those 10 years as well, and the only one which I have any love for, really, um, is, you, is PS Nation. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, all of you, no matter who, which, who we're talking about, like I said, the previous guys mentioned, um, you know, you're, you're, you're all good people in your own way. Um, and if it wasn't for the fact that you were all entertaining in some description, I wouldn't <laughs> keep saying, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. So <clears throat> for me as a developer, but also as a member of the community, thank you for doing it. Thanks, man. And thanks to people who, have, who are no longer on the show. Yeah, because you know it, it. It doesn't take one; it takes all. So. Well, yeah. I mean, one of the I just fixed my microphone. By the way, I finally figured. I noticed out. that. Yeah, <laughs> sorry about that, folks. Um, one thing that, and it, it upset 
Dave and MJC, and I didn't know about that until the very end, but I was very, I was very upfront about this, and I was very direct about this, and that is, I never listened to the podcast with Josh, Dave, and MJC. I never did, and the reason being is that I didn't want to get overly critical. <clears throat> I didn't want, to, you know, I, I've done this for so long that I was afraid that any little change, any little change of direction, change of format, change of focus, anything like that would annoy me. And especially when you're typing it, sometimes constructive criticism doesn't come through correctly. And I'm, I'm, I know this. So I never listened to that show, ever. And I, I don't know, it just seemed to bother them when they, when they were both quitting it just seemed to bother them, and I, I really didn't understand that because I was doing that for them. I, I, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Why is that? Because you you are PS Nation. Even if you've quote quote retired from doing this <laughs> podcast, you still are PS Nation. And you know, and I'm just saying, Dave will never admit to this probably, but they kind of still sought your approval. Well, I think. But, I mean, but I was giving my approval in other ways. In my mindset. I knew things were going to change no matter what. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and I've always held things to my standard, which is a ridiculously stupid standard. Like the audio quality on the podcast and how yeah. I got all weird about that. And, you know, when, when those guys took over the podcast, like Dave drove to Madison, Wisconsin and sat with me for a whole weekend and I showed him exactly how I did it. And then he threw all that away and did it his own way. <laughs> <laughs> And we had a big fight about um, them trying to change the uh, the theme song. And we had a big fight. It's a theme song? Well, yeah. And it was the thing is, I have a dual role here. Yeah, I'm the podcaster yeah. and everything else, but I'm also the one that is in charge of the brand and is in charge of that stuff. It's what one, one might call an executive producer. <laughs> or an editor-in-chief. Yeah, and same thing. They never checked with me. They never ran it by me that they were going to change the theme song. But the theme song, and I'm sure they they were rolling their eyes at me the whole time. This is when Josh was still around. But it was it was very personal to me because it was when Joel was in the podcast with Josh and I, and Joel's buddy, who Joel used to be in a band with this guy Mike Stite, and I got to know Mike a little bit. But you know he's one of Joel's friends, and and he was a great guy, and. Uh, the band was called It Is Written. And we worked with Mike quite a bit to create this theme song. And and then we lost Mike not too long after that. And it was it was a big deal to me. And it was our signature in my opinion and it was just it was it belonged yeah. with part of the brand. And and they just changed it one day and I heard about it and I'm like, What? And I told them, No, you need to change it back. And they resisted and resisted and it was a big fight for about two weeks. And I explained to him why, and even Joel said it's okay because I was. It, that was one thing that, it, to me, it was kind of a slap to Joel because it was it was a personal thing with him, me and him and, and Mike, and it really really bothered me. And I want to say, you know, looking back, I should have done it differently, but I wouldn't have. It was a very important thing to me, and it, it pissed me off that nobody checked with me. But I mean, that well, that created sort of a rift, a small one. Yes, but you know, if you had a, if you had a hundred cents, you got a dollar. 
you know, and if you had, and all these little things all mount up and become one bigger thing. But the thing is, and, and this is the only thing that people are going to say, I'm taking a cut at Dave, and I'm not. But my reaction to something that Dave said was, he put something on Twitter basically saying, like, doing it our way, and, and he kept emphasizing our, and making it look like I was, like, domineering or, you know, telling them what to do. I never, that theme song is the only thing I ever got involved with with that podcast. They had full creative freedom. They had full everything. I never got involved. Not once. And the way I can tell you that I never did is because I didn't listen to it. Because I didn't want those accusations to start. Like, oh, now you're trying to get us to change this. Now you're trying to get us to change that. I didn't want that. Yeah. You know? But literally, that theme song thing is the only thing that I ever got involved with and made them change back. Period. So, my uh, only thing I can say now is um, that was a quite long-winded way of saying thank you to everybody in the past. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, it, it was. It, it's a weird position that I'm in, and for many reasons. I mean, you, you obviously, as soon as the I quit statements went on on Twitter, well, right away it was like, oh, Glenn must be terrible to work with, and he must be impossible, and it's because it, Glenn fired him. And I'm like, no, they quit. Oh, well, Glenn fired him, and, and this one guy kept saying that over and over, this dickhead. And um, it really bothers me, because I'm as upfront as I can be, and I'm sure people are going to say I'm taking the low road, saying this and saying that. I'm not. I'm just telling you what's happening, folks. I'm giving you facts. That's it. Yeah, there's nothing like transparency. Well, and that's the funny thing, because people expected full transparency when Josh left. And I didn't feel it appropriate just because it was a... It's and a it thing still that if it comes, Well, I mean, because you know what was going on, but if people hear about it, then people are going to start throwing <clears> mud at Josh. And I just want it to be over with. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm sure I, people I, I, are rolling their eyes because I'm bringing up Josh again. Yeah, well, look, let, let's not do that. No. But let's just say, as someone who was aware of what was going on, um, and not just from Glenn, um, from, how do I put this politely, from sources which dealt with um, Josh and that team at that time, um, there was some surprising revelations of things that were going on and yeah. which maybe caused the PS Nation not brand but the podcast's a bit of damage but I'm still behind the scenes I'm still rebuilding some of those relationships relationships yeah I am yeah <clears throat> exactly so you know it's 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 sometimes you know um how does how does one put this politely when not saying anything sometimes people get uh, I won't say delusions of grandeur but sometimes people overstep the mark they're given. But let's leave it there. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Anywho. Yeah. But so let's talk news. Yeah, let's let's move on. But uh, like I said, I do legitimately consider Dave and MJC friends. And I do hate to see them go. They were integral parts of this team. And I'm very sad to see them go. And But it's not my decision. It's theirs. It's their life. You know they're volunteering their time. And yeah, what was I think? What was funny was actually I think 
Dave told me right before you told me. And then you told me about MJC. And then I mentioned to Dave and Dave went, oh, I heard that as well just now. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I told Dave. It's like a weird, it's, it's a weird circle fuck all yeah. at the same time. <laughs> well, I told Dave because he has my recorder. And I'm like, I might have to go do an emergency podcast with Mark. So I need that recorder. Yeah. He's like, why? I'm like, MJC has quit. He goes, what? <laughs> like, yep. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, it was a But hey, you couldn't get Mark, so you got me instead. Yeah, well, fuck that, Mark. He's on jury duty. Yeah, well, you know, it looks like I'm third in line. The head's fine. I, I, I wouldn't take it personal. You know what's bitch. funny? You were first in line, and you were the one that said, we should get Mark. <laughs> yeah, all right, shut up. And then Mark was going to do it. So Mark and I were actually doing this last night with Stuart, and Stuart oh, yeah, okay. slept through it. No, I'm, I'm letting people know. Um, Stuart went, went sleepy by because he's older than me. I think you're older than me. I'm 50 in four months. Oh, I'm 47. So yeah, you're way older. Yeah. So Mark is on jury duty. Wait, no, wait, wait. Five months. (laughs) Mark is on jury duty right now. So he doesn't get done until like five o'clock local time, which for Stuart, that would be, uh, like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Yeah. So we just, it was too tough to get things going. So we figured this week, uh, we'll do Stuart and I, and then. For the next podcast episode, we're going to try to do all three of us. Because that's a big yeah. reunion. I mean, the three of us haven't talked together in I don't know how many years. Uh, eight years? When did yeah. Mark leave? Eight, nine years ago? Probably. Yeah. Like wow. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, I'm coughing now as well. Yeah. This winter sucks. Although what is er- weird, I'm sat, on my, I'm sat on my sofa right now looking around my living room and there's three fucking huge spiders running around. <laughs> All right, then. And by huge, I mean about three inches across, including legs, to ah. four inches across. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep them there. Well, yeah, it's because it's, it's getting cold out, so they're all coming inside the house. Mm-hmm. Because we got all this, we're getting some work done in the house. It's like, they're, like, they're coming in and go, hey, look, there's a house. Ooh, warmth. I just have a smelly dog so, behind me right now. No, we just speak about Mark. Well, that's something else. Uh, if you've never heard my TorgoCast or anything, folks, I have a dog now. She's adorable. Ginger. Ginger. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so anyway, first news. Up, I mean, we, we talked a lot about this, but I wanted to see if you have any um, other insights into Sean Layden uh, announcing that he's leaving. I, 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 right. So I, it's a weird one because I think it was as much a shock to me and others as it was to everybody in, yeah. in, in public. <clears throat> I, I kind of assumed that Sean was part of the furniture. I mean, he's been at Sony for huge number of years yeah. you know pre-PS1 days so uh, it was a bit of a surprise to us we were all sitting there going wait what the fuck yeah. um, and, and to be fair you said earlier about the whole crossplay stuff none of us none of us even considered any of those announcements and that announcement to be related in any way shape or form it didn't even occur to me until you mentioned it pre-show um doesn't mean to say that wasn't the case. It just it, it just never occurred to me. I hear that's um, a big, huge political thing within Sony. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the only thing we are aware of, I think, is that Sony, for as most people listen to this who have either been involved in PlayStation development for two and a half generations now, yeah. or even people who have been PlayStation fans since you're dot, you're you're all aware of that. Sony America and Sony Europe and Sony Japan all release separate versions of the same game. Yeah. So we, we've got to submit to America, we've got to submit to Europe, we've got to submit to Japan, even though now all the QA for all three territories is done in the UK. But that's not the point. <laughs> um, but 
Um, there's been a call for years now to centralize everything to kind of like Microsoft do with Xbox, where you just submit a single version. So one of the things we've the few developers have been speaking out behind the scenes is hopefully that that singularity of submission process and release stuff is going to happen in the next couple of years. Conveniently, maybe around the same time as PS5 stuff, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but one of the, the, the things we, we all considered about for Sean leaving was that because of, in effect, he runs he ran what he did in America, and then you got Jim Ryan here and whoever else everywhere else in, in Sony. If they're trying to centralize stuff, they'll maybe try and say to some of the people who have been here for a long time, you know, do you want to be involved in working across multiple territories? Yes, no. If no, would you like to take voluntary redundancy or whatever? You know, I, I don't know. Um, that was one of the that. theories we came up with. <clears throat> Indeed, but you know, who knows what, who could be next? If anybody's next, you know, it's yeah, just one of those yeah. things we thought. Well, maybe this is maybe this is the start of centralising everything. Um, but we, we, I mean, it's all reading between lines and adding one and one together and getting five. You know, so yeah. it probably won't be anything to do with that. But it's one thing that crossed our minds. Like I said, the, the whole cross-play announcement thing, the PS Now price structure, none of that. Even we didn't go. Oh, I wonder if it's because none of that even. Was even a consideration. Um, well, but, I will say, I mean, PlayStation Now, I I like it. I don't use it that much, but I have like a year subscription. But it does need to be cheaper because when you go and look yeah, at it, how Game Pass is on my, on Xbox, you kind of expect that PS yeah. Now is going to be similar to that. But they really don't put very many new games. No, on it's very well. Now. No, that was deliberate because. And to be fair, I'm not a huge fan of of Games Pass on Xbox because it's the whole the whole thing about if you're developing your game goes on Games Pass, you know, you're, you're getting cents rather than dollars. Um, well, the other thing I don't like about it is that now they've made it a tiered system where you have Game Pass, but then you have Super Duper Platinum Edition Game Pass. Yes, if you pay more money, I'm like, come on, <sighs> get a grip. Anyway, so there's that side of things, um, but PS Now to me was always about getting backward compatibility on PS3 and PS4. Yeah. With the older stuff, especially on PS4, because yeah. um, obviously, you know, stuff, even stuff I've worked on on PS3 and PS2 isn't on PS4. Yeah. Um, so do it as PS now. Hurrah! Uh, everyone's happy. <clears throat> but I wish they would have know, expanded some... on that though. That's the problem. Is they with yeah. with now? If you look at the catalog, it seems like for a long time it really stalled, and there was nothing being added to it really. And now with the new price, well, now oh hey, look at all this new shit we got. And of course, all the games they show I own, but. Well, what's what's I think one thing I would say about it is that to me, I mean, we were, I mean, you, Glenn, you know, this we were disclosed on PS Now way, 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 way back before it was even a thing, and there's been tiered releases and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I remember the conversation with Sony back then, and the amount of secrecy and the amount of um, behind the scenes stuff going on for new games on the platform and stuff, um, it was quite busy. And then it, like I said, dropped off. But I wonder if, because, you know, obviously Stadia's turned up with um, a subscription model. Yeah. You know, Game Pass is there. Uh, PS Plus is, you know, two free games a month. But now it gets to the point now that everyone's got those games. Actually, Actually I think in the last couple months, though, they've really improved the PlayStation Plus stuff. I do, because uh, for a while it really got stale. Yes, but is that because we're approaching the next generation? I think it's because we're approaching the, the next generation, slide. but also because we're getting closer to the holidays and they want more people to buy PS4. Yeah, okay. So there's that. 
Um, I mean, they've already hit 100 million, probably, so it doesn't really matter too much. Anyway, yeah. but there's, there's, so those three things. There's also, I think, um, Apple Arcade's turned up at $5 a month. Yeah. You know, and yes, I know, you know, people look at it and say it's just iOS games on a TV. In some respects, it is. Um, in some respects, it isn't. You know, um, uh, another uh, famous developer who I won't mention, um, but we both knew quite well, um, their game, newest game, was released on Apple Arcade at launch. Right. Um, but that's a $5 a month subscription. Right. So it seems to be that everyone's going subscription-based now in, in the Netflix era. Even though it's not the same business model as Netflix, but it's the idea of this, you know, it's, it's a fixed subscription a month and you get some free shit, kind of, or well, you get some content with that. And I, so and I really hate subscription models. I, I do. I hate it. But people go for it because it's a low cost per month and you're getting new games. You know what yes, I mean? you're, you're right. But, but, but my grievance with it, and this is why I was quite stunned at Apple doing it $5, my grievance with the whole subscription thing is I'm paying $10 to Spotify. I'm paying ten dollars to Netflix. Yeah. I'm paying ten dollars to PS Now. I'm paying, you know, whatever to this, whatever to that. Oh, yeah. Before I know it, I'm paying eighty dollars or hundred up to hundred pounds a month on stuff oh, on yeah. subscription models. Yeah, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, it creeps up on you. Yeah, and what, what's weird is you say it's hundred pound a month on subscription models. If you think about it, you know what they were saying about you know the class. I mean, in the UK, we've got Sky TV. Uh, on satellite dishes and stuff, satellite TV, and you usually pay between 60 and 80 pounds a month to have the full complement of what you get from that. Right. But we thought, I'm going to go subscription streaming because I don't need to pay all the subscription fees. I'm like, holy shit, I'm actually paying more now than I was just with the Sky thing. But obviously I'm getting games as well as TV and movies and things. But it's still a whole concept of, you know, if people keep hiking the subscription models up and we keep getting um, more of them, We've got Disney Plus in the month's time, for Christ's sakes. You yeah. know, um, we get more and more and more of them. Yes, you can pick and choose, but on all those services we just listed, you'll find a whole bunch of movies, the exact same movies on all of them. So what are you actually gaining by paying $10 a month or £10 a month for all those services when you've got maybe a third of the content is shared across all of them? Well, and that's why actually today I started thinking about getting rid of Netflix. I think I'm going to wait until that Breaking Bad movie comes out, and I'll watch that on Friday. But I, I think I'm going to get rid of Netflix because most of the content on there I can get on Amazon Prime already. Yeah, there is that. And then again, there's, I guess the other way to look at it is the new uh, Star Trek show, Picard. That's on Amazon Prime as well. Expanse is Amazon Prime. Well, it, it is, but it's on the CBS. <coughs> it's on the CBS app. But then you have to like. Yeah, but we don't have that in Europe. You only got it in the states. Oh, you bet. So for us, it has to be Amazon Prime. So you know, yeah. I would love to watch it, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing another streaming service. I'm not doing but, DC. Yeah, I'm not doing CBS. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing Disney Plus. None of it. Oh, I'm doing it just for Mandalorian for Christ's sakes. It's really good. <laughs> I know. Anyway, so that's that. That's that. Here we go. As somebody said on Facebook, oh, the tangents are here. So we're going through tangents. Talk about Sean Layden. Talk about subscription models. We're not even <laughs> at an hour yet. We got a long way to go. Oh, nah. Um, no, I will. I, one last thing about Sean Layden, and that is, yeah. you know, I don't work in California. I don't live in California. <clears throat> I'm not around these Sony people all the time or nothing, but Sean Layden was one guy that had no reason to talk to me. Somebody like me. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. Jack, Jack Tretton would be all right. He would, he would, 
he would come over and, you know, glad handy a little bit, and, and he was always nice. Sean Layden, I'm not saying that he knew who I was, but he would recognize me, at least. He, he didn't know me by name, but he would recognize me. And he yeah. was always super cool. Like, he <coughs> made it a point to, to walk over to me and say hi and have a conversation with me. And we did the whole King of PlayStation Podcasters thing, which was hilarious. And he was totally up for it. It wasn't, even, it wasn't my idea. It was somebody else's. But he was totally up for it. He's like, let's do it. But he was always That's such a great guy. But he, you could tell whenever you would talk to him, whenever you see him on stage, whenever you would see him anywhere, he gave a shit about PlayStation uh, you know, players, but also gamers in general. The guy has been in the industry forever, and he gave a shit. And he's a, it's yes. a big loss, in my opinion. It is, but you know, he may have he may have wanted to retire previously and decided to wait something out. I mean, who knows? Um, <clears throat> the other thing I think I want to say about Sean, I, I only had very very minor dealings with him, and that was when he walked out on PSX with the medieval T-shirt on a couple of years back. Yeah, I remember that. And we'd we'd already done a pitch to Sony London for a game called Medieval Nightmare. And with the, we had the full ten-page pitch document budget and everything. We wanted to we even put in the document we wanted to use the Decimer engine, all this kind of stuff. And and Sony London said there was no interest in the IP. So when Sean walked on stage with that T-shirt, I was like, right, okay. So I literally tracked down his email address and I emailed it to him and said, please let us be involved in this. We'd love to be involved. We did this pitch, blah blah. blah. Um, and I didn't hear back from him, but Scott Rohde emailed me back just saying he'd heard from Sean. He'd forwarded it to him. Nice. And then Michael Denny, and then John Rostron, and then Shu, and everybody sort of one at a time emailed me about it. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and then it kind of got lost. Late, though. Well, yeah, but that, it got lost in ether. I mean, that was literally, I think the conversations went from the, the, the day after Sean walked on stage with the t shirt all the way through to the end of January, the, 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 the start of the next year. <laughs> was that like a month, two months? Um, so, you know, but that, he was approachable. Like oh, said. definitely. You know, where, where's Jack? Um, Jack always seemed to have the, an entourage around him. Yes, when I was about to say, when we did um, uh, E3 2013 with New and Tasty, um, yeah. it, you literally couldn't even get in the same room as Jack. You know, yeah. there was the security in the doors and stuff. You know, I mean, granted, Andrew was there, Andrew House was there as well at the same sure. show. And, and Cerny and stuff, and, and Cerny, Trenton, and and um, Trenton and um, uh, um, House were all just they were they were cordoned off from us poor yeah. poor developers. Well, you know, but that was the other thing is like you would never really see Jack Trenton walking around at PSX no. or D three or anything. Sean Layden, especially at PSX, was always walking around. He was just, he would just he would literally have one of his t shirts on. And he would just walk around and, and talk to people, and he he was like one of the people, quote unquote, you know. But he was always such a cool guy to talk to. Yeah, I always felt that Jack was a bit too corporate, and the oh, only definitely. reason he went on stage was because they had to get him or someone in that position to go on stage at E3 and say things. Yeah, I think if he didn't have to, he wouldn't have done. Right, but I will say Jack was always nice when I talked to him, but it wasn't that often. Like Sean Layden. I would pretty much run into him every time I went to an event that he was there. Yeah. I mean, almost, I would almost say every time I would run into him somewhere. And most of the time it wasn't back in some, you know, media only room or anything else. It was on the floor. I mean, where we took that, that King picture was back in the the Sony media room at the time, but that was a PSX. But, uh, and even funnier part about that picture, because I was just telling somebody on Twitter the other day, 
is our witnesses, quote unquote, were uh, right behind. <laughs> I think me, but they're not in the picture. Was uh, Tim Schaefer and Jack Black? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say our friend Greggy. Who? Oh no! Greg. Oh no! You didn't hear about that? <laughs> no. Oh, so and I, I, I only know secondhand knowledge of this, but. So, I mean, literally, it was it was obviously a tongue-in-cheek joke when we did that whole King of PlayStation podcasters thing. Yeah. So, we're walking around PSX, and Greg and Colin were on stage, which always upset me because I really wish we could have done something on stage there. We, yes. we did the Fat Princess thing one time, but that was just a small little thing, but which I loved. But I really wish we could have done something like, you know, get a scheduled thing. But So, we're just walking around PSX, and somebody that – one of our listeners – uh, found me and I was talking to talking to him or her for a while and they said, well, you know that Colin was just taking shots at you on stage. I'm like, what? And they said, yeah, they found out about the King of PlayStation podcasters and started taking all these shots at you. And I've never heard it, but I, I was like, yeah, that's typical. I should go find that, but yeah. then I'm going to have to sit through listening to those guys. Ha ha. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do it. Oh. The, 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 you, I mean, well, you know the two, I've got, the, I've got 1.5 stories about Greg and you know both of them. So the first well, one was yeah. when the thing is, I've always gotten along with Greg. Literally, I've always gotten along with the guy. Anytime I see him, we're we're cordial to each other. We we're fine. I was all right with Colin for a while until he started that bullshit with seven, with eighteen seventy. Uh, what is it? Eighteen eighty six. The uh, the order. Yeah. The order. Yeah. We. I was at a preview event in Santa Monica, and they showed an al- a pre alpha version of the game, which looked fantastic. But they warned us numerous times before they were showing it to us and as they were showing it to us, saying, you know, the frame rate's going to be low, this is pre-alpha, we just want to show you the gist of it. So after the, the first day of the event, I'm in, in this hotel lobby in, in Santa Monica. It's this beautiful place on the beach. And, like, the lobby's all marble and everything. And I'm going up the stairs. It's like kind of this little round staircase. And Colin comes down the stairs and he's like, hey, man, what's up? I'm like, oh, well, you know, small talk. And he goes, what, what have you seen so far that you really liked? I'm like, oh, man, 1886. I, man, I love that. I, th- I think that's going to be awesome. Hmm. He's like, yeah, what about that frame rate, though? And I looked at him. I said, are you being serious or sarcastic right now? And he's like, no, I'm being serious. I'm like, and I got, you know, me with my voice, I got kind of loud. And I kind of read him the right <laughs> act for a couple minutes. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? They told us eight times that it was pre-alpha and blah, blah, blah. I just, I did. I I read him up and down on, on that staircase. He's like, "All right, see you later." <laughs> well, the, 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 well the, I mean, the, my Greggy stories, you know, the first one, well, they're, they're both related because we went and showed him when he was IGN um, an odd gold thing in twenty, I think it was twenty thirteen, maybe yeah. twenty twelve, whatever it was. Showed it to him, and then a couple of minor interactions on Twitter over the years. Then in in, in August twenty eighteen, no, twenty seventeen. Um, myself and my family went to the Bay Area for for our summer vacation to see friends and stuff. And the first full day event we did, we went to Muir Woods north of Golden Gate. Um, oh, I remember. You know, where, where they filmed Endor from Return of the Jedi. Right. And I'm standing in the gift store. I'm thinking, that guy looks really fucking familiar. And it was Greg. I remember you sent me a picture like, of that. Yeah, you know, I was like, I did a little cheeky selfie of myself, but with Greg over my shoulder. And I, met, I sent to Glenn and said, is that Greg? He went, yeah, why? He says, because he's fucking ignoring me. 
go figure. He didn't say a word to me. So I was like, okay, whatever. So. Stuart, you're not one of his friends that, that works in the games industry that lives close enough to him that he can hang out with all the time. Oh, oh, that would be Man. nice then. I come back to the podcast and all I do is take shots at people. I'm about to cut half this out. But I will say, I mean, Greg and I have always been fi- fine with each other. I mean, I gave him some shit one time when, I think it was like right after I, it might be right after I retired or something. And he was doing his show. And I remember who he was talking to, but he was talking to somebody that we know. And he said something to the effect of, well, maybe I'll hire Glenn from PlayStation Nation. And I got on the comments of the video. I'm like, you couldn't afford me. (laughs) Well, he was right. (laughs) Well, back then, yeah. You were right. Couldn't afford me. um, Now, anybody can afford me. I I got nothing. But anyway. (laughs) So, Medieval Demo. Um, You didn't get to play it. I guess they didn't. I did. Oh, you did. I did. Oh, you didn't play the I other demo. A, okay. Yeah, it was like the, the, the Contra, Contra Rogue yeah. Core. So I, I played Medieval well, and that was like a situation earlier. The, 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 the cameras. I, the camera's the rough camera's right now. I think it needs to be fixed off. a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely better than the PS1 game, but uh, I think they've done yeah. that game a real service, though. I mean, I think they've they've really made it feel like the PlayStation game. And that's, that's tough to yeah, do when you're doing an all new engine and everything else. I think they did. But a nice did you job. want to do that though? Do you want to make it the PS One game? Do you like want to make like a new one? I think I think that's probably where they're going to go with this. Is if this remake well, no, what I mean does is, well, what I, mean is, I think they're going to no, do an all I, new game. Well, let's hope it's not called Medieval Nightmare because they're not going to send the lawyers in. <laughs> um, but what what I mean is that Shadow of the Colossus. Okay, Blue yeah. Point. As you know, I've been very puzzled by those guys over the years, but that's fine. Um, but the point being that. When they did their PS3 version of Shadow, it was just a straight port. Yeah. Then they did the first PS4 one, and it was a straight port. Um, and then they did their nice, sexy, complete from the ground up remake, and it was awesome. Um, and yeah, slightly. But see, this isn't that, a straight port, though. This is a remake. But I think they used yeah. like the vertices or something from the original game to. From my understanding was they were basically going to take the PSP version or the PS One version and See, do some fancy stuff to make it work on PS Four and inject new textures, models, and stuff. Sounds like they went back and reverted away from. Yeah, and they redid a whole lot of stuff, and I think that's why it took an extra year longer than planning. I'm guessing. Uh, yeah. Sorry, an extra year over what they were planning in the first place, um, which is why it was there was nothing for literally. I think. 12, 13 months about it. Um, you know, but I kind of, I, I kind of expected more from it if they yeah. were doing that, not just doing a straight port of it. Yes, there's some things that they've vastly improved, granted, um, but it, 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 it just does, I mean, this, this is from the short-lived demo, so I, maybe the full game's different, I don't know, but it certainly felt just the same. But, but the, I think the game has not been out for long enough that it doesn't really... I don't think it. I don't think that affects it. No, much, only people, I, I had heard that they purposely tried to make it look and play like the original game, and, and I heard uh, the producer Nick, uh, who's a friend, uh, was quoted saying that you could actually get a um, a game guide of the original game for PS One, and it'll work for this game. Yeah, like a yeah. walkthrough. To me, that's yeah. cool. I, I think that's kind of a neat idea, uh, and I think. 
it, it probably is a little bit of a cheat to as well, but I mean, you're you're playing it safe there because people that remember the game, which has been not been up for a long, long time. I suppose the other side of it as well, though, is the people who remember the PS One one will want the PS One one, and the people who don't remember the PS One version don't care. I think that's where they're going to have problems. Is people that haven't played the PS One version before are going to think that like the sword play is clunky, that sort of thing. Because it, it popped in yeah. my head for a minute until I went back and played the original one. Yes, you mentioned, yeah. So, no, it, it's interesting. I I think it's cool what they did, and I, I want to see more. Um, and I might even yeah. stream the original PlayStation 1 like this week or next week just to show people what's going on with it. I think I saw, um, there's a video I saw on YouTube with the PS1 versus PS4 version. Yeah, um, they actually did. Is that it. Sony? Sony, yeah, yeah, yeah. PlayStation Underground did it. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Eh, it's neat. Yeah. Anyway, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'd love the original one, so that's why we yeah. wanted to re- uh, a new game. But hey, there you go. Which I like the original one. I never finished it. I never spent that much time with it. So I'll, I'll, I'll probably play the PlayStation version. Um, well, I'll, I'll talk about this really quick. Uh, so they also released a demo for Contra Rogue Core coming from Konami, uh, but apparently they only put the demo out here in the U.S. a couple weeks ago. Well, to be fair, I, I don't, I'm not going to confirm that because I, I haven't seen it. Just that, that's uh, all I said. No, I actually think it might have only been the U.S., but I might, okay. I might be wrong. But it, it, You go in with expectations because it looks like a typical twin-stick shooter. Uh, but it's got a lot of cutscene stuff and whatnot. The problem is the aiming is almost like you're using a Super Nintendo, or in your case, a Super Famicom controller, where if you're playing Smash TV, you've got eight directions you can shoot. You can either hold Y and A, and that's one direction, or hold A and that's a direction, et cetera, et cetera. You're using an analog stick, and you're only really able to shoot eight directions in this demo and in the game. Uh, And I think that really hurts it a lot. Uh, I was initially pretty excited for this game, but I think it's going to be a total flop, honestly. I was Ouch. not impressed by this demo. Actually, That's not good. I actually deleted it right away. I'm like, fuck this game. <laughs> You've never that before. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see how the final <laughs> game turns out, but uh, I was not impressed. I, But I, the problem is, I think that they're really dealing with some high expectations because, number one, it's a Contra game. It's the first Contra game in how many years? The last one, I think, was on WiiWare. I'm wow. I be wrong. But they also released the Contra collection, so all these people are able to play all those old Contra games. But they made it out to look like a typical over-the-top uh, twin-stick shooter, and it it's the worst twin-stick shooter I've ever played. Because <laughs> you can only shoot eight directions. Yeah. It's It's dumb. So I hope they fix it. I hope they figure some things out because uh, the graphics were good. Sound was decent. It wasn't great, but it was decent. Uh, but it looks like something that could be compelling to play, but they need to fix some shit. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't want to dwell on it too much because Stuart hasn't been able to play it. But if you're in the U.S. at least, uh, definitely give it a try and see what you think. Maybe I'm wrong. All right, next up, and I think this actually, I should have looked, I think this actually installed this morning, because I heard my steering wheel kick in at about 4 o'clock in the morning, because when my system turns on, my steering wheel turns the right clunk over to the left clunk, 
Uh, new firmware for the PS4 is finally either out or going to be out really, really soon. It's out. It's out. It's out. It's it is out. out. Okay. So that was that. What was gone this morning? Uh, yeah. it, it adds a lot of the features that were in the beta that the beta has been around for so freaking long. Thank goodness it's not a beta anymore because I would try to join somebody's <laughs> party and I had the beta, so I couldn't get in their party because they didn't have the beta. Uh, biggest options are the maximum number of party users is increased from 8 to 16. I think this is a horrible idea. <laughs> Eight people in a party is too much already. 16 has just got to be... Yeah, but the 15-year-olds love it. <laughs> well, that's great. I don't want to play with any of those people. Uh, they also say that network connectivity and audio quality have both improved. Uh, and then they they did this thing in the U.S. only, which I think is it can be neat. I never tried it. It's got chat, ah, chat transcription. So it lets you transcribe your chats, your voice chats. Really? Yeah. That's cool. That's actually kind of a big deal. Yeah. I like that. Who knew? But I never tried it. Uh, and then the, the other, one of the other big things is, uh, this is something that actually did work for a while if you had the Sony phone, but uh, remote play is being, finally being added to Android. So you have to have Android 5.0 or higher, and yep. there's a little PS4 remote play app on the Google Play Store that you download, and you can do remote play from your Google phone or Google tablet if it has that Android version or better. I think there's something even bigger and better about this announcement that people maybe have not noticed. What's that? It's the fact you can now use your DualShock 4 with your iOS or Android device. Yeah, well, I mean, you could always do that, but you had to just use a Bluetooth, like a generic... uh, Yeah, now all you have to do is hold down the share button and the PS button together, and it enables Bluetooth connectivity to your device. Well, you've always been able to do that. That's the thing. They didn't document it, but you've always been able to hold share and PlayStation, and that puts it into sharing mode. Or into I never pairing knew mode. that. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. Shit. Where have I been? Yeah. Oh, well. I'm old. Pretty cool. Pretty <laughs> solid. Uh, you know, luckily it's not uh, system stability, and that's it. This is a pretty major update. Uh, it's been out in beta for a long time, so a lot of people are used to it. Yeah, I've had it for a while. I mean, I've got I've been in the beta since it started. I think it yeah. Yeah, well, fine. I've been yeah. in it since before it started. Yeah. <laughs> I got to check my PS4 up here and see if it updated yet. <clears throat> and then I have only five more to update after that. <laughs> or how many? No, I have the one in the games, the one in the bedroom, I have the one at my parents, so three of them that I have to update. <sighs> the one at the parents is the one that I loaned to Mark forever. <laughs> you still got it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, this one, I think you're probably going to have something to say about a little bit of the game, but not about this. But uh, apparently, it has not been confirmed yet completely, but no multiplayer in The Last of Us 2. Yay. I'm so happy about The thing this. is, Stuart. It, ha- it has been confirmed. Well, it has and it hasn't, because now some word is out that they might add multiplayer later as a separate module. Right, yeah, no, it's all right. The, the, from what I was reading, they, they were going to add it as a separate module or as a separate purchasable. Right. Um, but it's definitely not in this, the main game you buy when you get the game, so which makes me immensely happy. <laughs> here's my perspective, though. I never played <sighs> the campaign for The Last of Us. What the fuck is wrong with you? It's not my type of game. Uh, all it's that not stealth my line of it. It's... I hate zombies. It's not my type of game. I did watch the entire playthrough of it, which took like eight hours on YouTube. Eight or ten <laughs> oh, well hours, done. actually, but I watched the whole thing, so I got the story. 
But the thing is, the multiplayer is really, really good for The Last of Us. You know me. I do not do I multiplayer. Know. I get that. And I don't do zombies either. That's why Last of Us kind of surprised me. And the fact that, you know, this isn't really a spoiler because it happens in the intro of the fucking game. The fact that your daughter dies within the first 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, that was like, oh, shit, this game's going to be different. Yeah, yeah. But that's actually one and of the reasons know, I've never played... Um, I always forget the name of the game. The newer one from Ben Studio. Oh, Days Gone. Days Gone. I've never played that yeah. either because I hate zombies. Well, I told the yeah, creative well, the, director uh, that to his face. He's like, what do you think? I'm like, the game looks neat, but I'm never going to play it. He's like, what? He hates zombies. He goes, they're not zombies. I'm like, knock it off. They're zombies. Well, the thing is, right, and this is, uh, I think I met you, know, we've had a discussion in the past. I, uh, zombies I can live with if they're yeah. the slow Resident Evil style. If it's the hordes of the fuckers chasing you, you can get the fuck out. I ain't touching you. Yeah. Because <laughs> that shit's scary. Yeah. Even though it's a game, I know it can actually hurt me. Fuck me, it makes my sphincter whistle. So there it is, folks. I will not be reviewing The Last of Us 2. <laughs> I'll do it for you. <laughs> oh, great. Do you write like you talk and we can't understand your accent? No, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just narrate the review so you can type it up. <clears throat> anyway, um, so I'll do a little mini review because I'm not... I feel like I'm far enough into it, but I don't think I am. Uh, the embargo lifted today for the new grid from uh, Codemasters and Stuart was telling me that the reviews haven't been very good but I don't know where these people are coming no, from no 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 I said there are sixes and sevens so depending on how you yeah, accept it's, that it's better depends than if you... okay it honestly it's damn good uh, it covers and, and this is why this is only going to be a mini review because I don't have all the facts in front of me anymore but it's not just one style of racing there's a ton of different, like, stock car, there's uh, street racing, there's dirt track racing, there's, I think, I don't want to say Formula One, but there's, like, NASCAR stuff. I mean, there, there's I probably a don't think there will styles. be Formula One in it. Well, I mean, Cody's makes Code F1, Masters. so I doubt they have yeah. F1 in this, yeah. Um, definitely an upgraded engine from what's in Formula One 2019. I'm aware of that. It is beautiful. Just, It's a stunning graphics engine. Uh, so one well, of the things I heard was sorry to interrupt you. One of the things I heard about it, the engine, uh-huh. it's an uh, um, an evolution of their in-house engine, but with some of the stuff added from the guys at the old Evo Studio that Codemasters now on. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, full damage to the cars. It can be mechanical or it can just be cosmetic. Uh, and you will you will bang uh, with other cars because if you and this comes from the earlier grid games too, but uh, if you kind of have a collision with another car, well, that person becomes your that driver becomes your nemesis, and they'll start coming after you. Uh, so there's definitely a rubbing his racing element to this. Uh, really fun, and it, it, the funny thing is, it plays well with the controller, which always makes me laugh because Project Cars One and Two have always been absolutely awful with the controller, and. Slightly Mad Studios keep saying, oh, no, we're tuning it for, to work with controllers, and it's still just awful with controllers. I can't play that game. I cannot play Project Cars 2. Um, it's even tough with the wheel. But using the wheel on grid, uh, grid yesterday, I played for a few hours, and I really enjoyed what the hell I was playing. It never feels like it's, on, it's easy enough that you're just going to win every race. It feels like you're fighting every race. 
Uh, you will definitely not win every race because uh, some of these drivers can be an absolute bastard. It is not too hard. It's And I'm not reacting to any reviews I read because I didn't see any. I didn't realize the embargo lifted today until I just looked, so my review is going to be late on the website. <clears throat> um, I did not play multiplayer yet because when I tried to find anybody, nobody was online because game writers... <laughs> not yet. Game writers really don't know racing games. They're never going to be online to play. Um, so... But I, you know, the the thing about it is, it really captures that seat of your pants driving. Uh, it, it always feels like your car is on the edge of you losing it or not, and you can lose control of it. You know, you can adjust the traction traction control and the braking control and all that stuff. And um, I think I've got traction control turned off right now, which uh, I just did a race in San Francisco that goes through kind of around the water and, and through some of the buildings and everything. And it's all with uh, American muscle cars. So I took a Ford Mustang because I figured it'll be a little bit lighter and it might be easier to control. I was all over the place with that car. But all the other cars were all (laughs) over the place too because they're American muscle. They're great in a straight line. But once you got to turn them, well, then you're screwed. Um, But an an incredible attention to detail in terms of interaction with uh, not only the other cars but the surroundings. Great audio. I, I mean... I'm not going to give it a score or anything right now because I haven't played it enough, I don't think. Um, but, man, I'm really loving it so far. I think it's fantastic. And, honestly, it's one of the best games that I've played that, I, that Codemasters has done. I'm going to have to give it a try, I think. I'm going to have to yeah. see if I can pinch a code from somewhere. Yeah, that should be easy. You know everybody. Well, I do know that one of the development directors at Codemasters, so... <coughs> Well, tell them good job. I will do. I will do. <laughs> uh, and then the other one, I'm not ready to review this yet. Uh, this is actually a game that I think Dave was supposed to review. Uh, but I'll just give kind of a brief rundown of Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Um, I've been playing it quite a bit. And, it, I mean, it does have that quote-unquote typical looter-shooter feel that Ubisoft, or that Ubisoft makes. But... Not as much in terms of the actual loot stuff. The loot's still there, but it's not really front and center like a lot of the other games. Uh, visuals are beautiful. It uh, looks great in the PS4 Pro. It's not perfect. I do like that they give you an option to do a performance or graphics mode. Uh, performance right. mode knocks it down to 1080p, which I'm totally fine with. And uh, I believe graphics mode runs Wait, it. knocks it down to 1080p? What's that? Did you just say knocks it down to 1080p? On the PS4 Pro. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then graphics mode runs at 1440p, but there are some uh, instances of screen tearing, but not much. Uh, but it's a great-looking game, man. Like, it's, it's, it's a good you know, squad-based multiplayer shooter that Ubisoft has done in the past. I will say, honestly, this feels like Wildlands 2 to me a little bit. Uh, I've had some issues knowing where to go at certain points, like knowing what to do, uh, what, what my objectives are. Um, but the story is really good so far. Joe Barenthal's in it, the guy that played Punisher on the Marvel or on Netflix, the Marvel uh, version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's awesome. Um, story's really good so far. I've been playing it alone and with other people. Alone gets tough uh, because it's got that adaptive. Uh, difficulty, and it started. I, I was I was telling Dave the other day that it kind of felt like the original Far Cry, where 
once one of the enemies alerted on you, all of a sudden there's like 80 around you. That's how it felt. That's not what was happening, but that's how it felt. Um, but it's, man, it's really good. And, and, and it's a really wide open map, and there's a lot of different terrain. Uh, you can drive vehicles, the whole thing, like you've been able to do in some of the other, these other games. But if you're into these Ubisoft games, uh, like Ghost Recon, Wildlands, and whatnot, uh, it's, it's a great entry so far. I'm nowhere near ready to review it because I didn't know I was reviewing it, so now i got to pay attention more to some stuff. Uh, but, I mean, they, I think they've gone the right way with it. They're using the um, the engine they use for uh, 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 the Assassin's Creed games. I think it's Anvil. Oh, wow, okay, Anvil next. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, so that's the engine they're using here. One thing that I really like that they did, though, <clears throat> every now and then you've got a helicopter that can spot you or you have, like, a jet that'll fly over that can spot you. And they showed this in the trailers and everything when they announced the game. But you can go and you can go prone and actually kind of dig yourself into the uh, into like the sand or the dirt or whatever and, and hide yourself. And it works right. pretty damned effectively, which is great because sometimes you get stuck in the middle of nowhere and you can't do it every single place you go. But it's great to have that option. But right. It's a neat game. It's 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 a neat game and it's been fun to play so far. I just wow. don't want to have time to play it again because I'm playing Grid. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I have a surprise review for you, then. What's that? So, well, I've been playing Ukulele in the Incredible uh, Impossible... Oh, the new uh, one? Wait. Yeah, what's it? In, God, I what's called it. Uh, impossible have a review for it on the website. I know if somebody's got it. Cool. I've had it for about a week now. Yeah. It's not out. When's it out? It's out today, isn't it? Actually, in the Europe. I think, yeah, I think it's. So, I think it's hits today. So I, I actually know uh, one of the developers quite well. Well, I say oh. quite well. We 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 we, we, um, we have a, an interaction every so often. Um, but he, so I've been playing it all week. In fact, I'm playing it right now. And it's it's. Do you know what? It's so much better than the first game. Um, well, it's a it's side scrolling platformer now, right? Yeah, it's like Donkey Kong Country was, and it's like you know Banjo Kazooie was. Right. It's two point five D. It's like new and tasty. So of course I'm going to like it. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's 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 just so fun and it's so old school and so classic. There's some simple game mechanics in it, but because the way they've executed it, you don't you don't think of it as old school game mechanics. Yeah, you know, it's they've done really well adding it in there, making it feel nice, and the graphics are gorgeous. You know, to say it's yeah, a game it's powered a Unity by Unity, game, I think it's Unity. It runs at sixty, um, and they've got um, it looks to me like they've got a fabric and cloth simulation. That's crazy. So I was like, holy crap, in Unity? 60? No way. So I've actually got to confirm with the guys that it, it is definitely a full cloth simulation, but I was like, how the fuck have you done that? So nice. <laughs> uh, technically, it's gorgeous. Um, the only criticism I have for it, and the same criticism I had for the first game, was the, the dumb game language, that ooh, 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 yeah. sound effects, instead of having dialogue. <laughs> I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan, um, and I'll be telling them that as well. But hey, apart from that, it's great. I'm loving it. Well, surprise, because we have the game director on the phone. Hey! No, I'm kidding. (laughs) 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 Nice. Yeah, I I watched some some previews on it, and Digital Foundry did uh, like a short little uh, thing on it, and it looked really good. And I wasn't that interested in the first one because I don't like 3D platformers at all. Oh, so you don't like. So you won't like my new game then, or our new game. <sighs> yeah, well, 
I don't even know if I have any codes. There are 3D platformers I like. I like the Ratchet and Clank games. I like the Jack and Daxter games. Hey. Hey. Yeah. I, I mean, our, our new and Ice Age Scratch Night Adventure like October 18th. Oh. You know, it's aimed at kids between the age of 6 and 12, but, you know, it's a little bit there for all ages. It looks very pretty. Um, yeah. It's Project 30, though. But it is full 3D, not 2.5D. Right. right. <laughs> Well, I think and, that's how they got 60 know, out of the new one is that they probably cheated a little it's bit. It's 2.5. Yeah, I mean, you know, watching... I mean, there are, don't, don't get me wrong. There are There is a 3D section of the game on the map level. It looks a bit like Zelda. Yeah. Um, but when you're in levels and ga- in the game, it's it's all 2.5D. And I'm, I'm starting to see, shall we say, what's we're looking for, how they've done some of it. Mm. You know? So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I like it. <laughs> Um, All right. Well, two more things. The last one's going to take us a while, but I just wanted to quick update people. Uh, GT Sport got a pretty big update. Uh, They actually added rain to the Tokyo tracks, which is crazy uh, because that's a very high-speed track, and their rain simulation they're doing per track, and rightfully so. Uh, It's I'm not I'm not big on rain in racing games. Because I don't like how it makes me race, uh, but I will say, wow! Like it's really cool, and and they, I love the fact that they're still adding free content to GT Sport this long after it came out, and the game is doing extremely well. So it's going to be around a while. Well, haven't they just announced as part of today's news about PlayStation Five that it's there's a version of GT Sport coming for that as well? I've been saying since the beginning that I heard that GT Sport's going to be a launch title for PS Five. I've been hearing that ever since, like ever since the even the notion of a new system was was being bandied around. <coughs> so ever since the beginnings of time itself, vindicated again. All right, so PS Five, holy <laughs> shit! Like this dropped out of nowhere. <laughs> Nobody, I, I got no like pre warning from anyone. It just happened. So all of a sudden, uh, when was it? This morning, ten eight. Yeah, today. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, we we heard news about one thirty hour time UK time. Uh, Jim Ryan, president and CEO of SIE. I'm sure he wrote this. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> got a blog post and basically said, uh, "I'm proud to share that our next generation console will be called PlayStation Five. So we got a name already. That's nice, and we'll be launching in time for holiday 2020." Wow. So all this speculation that we've been dealing with for months, ever since that first Wired article where Mark Cerny showed them some of the stuff running out. Back in April, yeah. You know, we finally know, yes, it's going to be called PlayStation 5, and I know that sounds silly, but Josh and I were at the event in New York City where they finally told us that it was going to be called PlayStation 4 and not PlayStation Vita 5 or whatever, (laughs) Um, and that we're getting it soon enough, like, about a year and a couple months, holiday 2020, it's going to hit. I, I suspect it'll be November next year. So well, That's year what four. I was thinking anyway, too. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, PS4 is getting to the point where, like, the, the big rumor that I keep hearing also besides GT Sport was that Ghost of Tsushima is going to be PS4 and PS5. Yeah, surprise. Yeah. And I don't think they said that yet, but he mentioned Ghost of Tsushima today for, for PS4. He specifically in this post said PS4. But uh, I, I, I've been hearing that we're going to see it on PS5 as well. <clears throat> uh, one of the big things about this PS5... What did oh, what I miss? What? 
I was just going to say, didn't they already say back in April that it's, it, chances are it's going to be backward compatible with four? Uh, they didn't say it was so, a chance. They, they said back in April it was happening. So my point is, chances uh, are that um, it's like PS4 to base to pro. It'll be PS4 to PS5. Maybe they'll build so you might something fi- you can download that adds the a new texture pack, like Assassin's Creed 4. Or it'll be just in, in the, in the, on the disc itself for both. Yeah. They'll have different texture packs and whatnot. Yeah. That makes sense. So one of the big anyway. changes they also talked about was the new controller. Uh, they said yes. first we're adapting, adopting the haptic feedback to replace the quote-unquote rumble technology found in the controllers. Yay. Rumble, so last generation. Uh, haptics, you tr- truly feel blah, blah, blah. So haptics, for those that don't know, uh, I think, Stuart, you mentioned the, I, the, the iPhone. Uh, yeah, iPhone Nintendo Switch. Yep. Yeah, the Nintendo Switch, the HD rumble that they have, that's haptic. Uh, and I'm I'm happy about that. I think that's going to be really cool. It's a great feel, and it's also yeah. less battery usage. Yeah, and yeah, and point means you can have more in the in the controller as well. Yeah. So instead of having a, a small motor on the left side and a large motor on the right side, we might end up getting maybe four little haptic motors inside it, so you can actually feel and it can give you such feedback that make you feel like you're straining against something. Yeah, yeah. so that'd be cool. Yeah, and the second one, it, it surprised me, but I like it. Uh, they said the second innovation is something we call adaptive triggers, which been a, have been incorporated into the trigger buttons of the L2 and R2. Developers can program the resistance of the triggers so that you that you feel the tactile sensation of drawing a bow and arrow or accelerating an off-road vehicle. So they're actually going to be able to... It's, it's active force feedback, basically. So yeah. if you have a force feedback s- steering wheel, that's kind of what's going to be going on with these two triggers. So a little bit past what they did with the Xbox One triggers, which I'm all right with because their haptics never really felt that good in the triggers for me. It always felt kind of weird, and only a couple of games use it too. Yeah. I just said that, and people are like, they do that in the Xbox One? Yes, they do. Um, so this is big. I mean, but we still have some pretty cool stuff coming out for PS4 that we already know about. Uh, and they list like Death Stranding, Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima, etc., um, but we're going to have that, that weird transition with a lot of third parties where do we bring it on in this system? Do we bring it on this one? What do we do? Do we do it on both? Which most will do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. excited. I think it's time. Uh, I'm really excited for ray tracing. I've seen some oh, yes. very cool stuff, but I think that it's the right time with Stadia hitting when it's going to. Um, and I did order a Stadia starter kit, so we're going to check that out, but... Uh, I think if anybody can pull off Stadia, it's going to be Google, and they they've got the infrastructure <laughs> yeah. for it. Yeah, that's why, because they have infrastructure. Well, sure, but I, I think you know it, it sounds like the next one that's going to try to compete with Stadia a little bit is Xbox. So a lot of people are expecting that the new Xbox is going to be a lot more kind of cloud based, like Stadia is. It's still going to have a local presence, but it's going to be a lot more cloud based because they've got they've got the infrastructure as well. You know, they've got the right. Azure out there in all the different countries, and they've got the compute. That's why Sony... Yeah. Didn't Sony just invest with another cloud company? I can't think of who it is. Pass. But Sony just made a partnership for cloud, so I'm sure we'll see PlayStation Now version 2.0 hit with the PS5, and it'll have a lot of that kind of stuff. 
I think Stevie's cool, but I, I'm not, it's not going to be my primary way of playing games. It's not going to be that way for a long time. Uh, yeah, I mean, and this, this is the question, because we were, we were spoken to, spoke to the guys about it back in April mm. at Google. And the one question I had was, and this is fairly simple, you know, net connections in, in most people's houses around the world are probably an averaging of 40 megs down and 10 meg up. Yeah. So, you know, if you've got those restrictions and, you know, you want to play a steady game and, you know, a member of your family's watching Netflix and a kid in your family's watching YouTube, you know, <laughs> what kind of degradation we're going to see in games? And the only thing they would just say is, well, you know, you, you need you need 25 meg downloads to, to stream 4K. Yeah. I think that that's great. But my previous comment, you know, if someone's watching Netflix and someone's watching YouTube at the same time, what are the chances it's going to go down? And they, they, they couldn't answer that. Well, so until but that's the problem. Days, that's the problem yeah. in general with any of these streaming services. That kind of thing can happen. Um, yes. I mean, I, I think Completely. Stadia's biggest... Uh, enemy is going to be packet frag- fragmentation, though, and packet latency. That's what's going to kill yeah. them because you can only control up to the port in your house. After that, you're on yeah. the internet, and there's no way to control it. You can't get quality of service. You can't do any. You, you can't like call your cable provider and, and say like, "I want this minimum." You can't do it, and none of the contracts will give you that that right. So, you know, hope that Google Fiber moves to your neighborhood. <laughs> Maybe I'll move down to Kansas City before then. <laughs> That's where they have Google Fiber. That's where they started it. The only place. <laughs> well, they started it there. It's it's in other areas now, but now Google's pulling a Google, and this is my biggest fear with Stadia. Google is very well known at bringing out some really kick-ass tech and then getting bored with it in six months. Yeah, who remembers Google Wave? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love my Google Pixel C... Uh, uh, tablet and google doesn't even deal with tablets anymore they just leave it to samsung and everything else i love my tablet but it's getting slow yeah my watch my motorola watch yeah it's a pile of shit doesn't work anymore and (laughs) android wear is still there but it's it's nothing you can really do with it there's no good watches out now really that i've that i've seen but that's Google, and that's my fear with Stadia. Is Stadia's going to do great for a year, and then all of a sudden, eh, we're going to start phasing it out, but we're not going to tell anybody. It's just going to happen. That's my fear. I'm a Google whore. Yeah. I own a lot of Google stuff. but And now my phone just popped up because I said its name. <laughs> I just heard that. <laughs> I mean, I've got, a, I've got three home dev- Or no, I've got more than that. I've got two of the Nest screens... Uh, the Nest Hubs, and I've yeah. got what? three or four of the Minis, and I've got the full uh, home downstairs in my living room. I have a ton of this stuff. I have yeah. their Wi-Fi, which is awesome, by the way. Oh, their Wi-Fi modules are amazing because every one of them that's not at the at the hub connected to your cable modem, the other ones have an extra Ethernet uh, port, and you can use it as an Ether- a wireless Ethernet bridge. So I actually have a wired switch in my living room for all my consoles, and that all goes into my switch, and that plugs into my Google Wi-Fi, and it just works. It works beautifully. And then all my consoles think they're wired, and I don't have to worry about packet problems. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Nerd! 
Word. We don't have that shit in the UK. Yeah. Well, I've got Google Home and stuff. Yeah. But I don't have um, the Wi-Fi. Oh, they're, yeah, the Google Wi-Fi is awesome. I love it. Absolutely love it. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> but you haven't even really heard anything else of the PS5 at all yet, have you, as a developer? I can not talk about such things. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm really interested. I, I love what they're doing with um, the hardware. It's crazy that it has an SSD in it. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that Sony's probably going to manufacture those themselves. Um, and SSDs yeah, have gone don't, down in price anyway. So To, to be fair, the only thing I'm, I'm currently unaware of or unsure what they're going to do about it is that one of the nice things in PS3 and PS4, of course, was you could swap the hard drive out yeah. for a larger one. Now, if we're going this SSD route, A, how the fuck can we update the hard drive? Or do we have a secondary drive we can add to? So I, I thought that somebody said that you're going to be able to plug in an external drive, and then what a lot of people are speculating, including me, is that they're going to have something built into the OS where it shifts the data that you need over to the SSD off of that secondary drive, and yeah. it uses that higher speed, and then it switches it back. So it's kind of like RAM swapping now, but it's just using the SSD for RAM instead. It's like basically a huge RAM disk. Which is great. Yeah, yeah, I, it's it's great because now I mean that opens up a lot of possibilities because you can start using that as more physical RAM, even essentially, and yeah. you're talking about having a lot more shelf life at that point. Yes, especially with ray tracing and all that sort of stuff. Now, yeah. one of the things that got me certainly said in April was this: that the ray tracing isn't just for art; it's for audio as well. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? And the cool thing about ray tracing to begin with is the fact that, folks, you don't need to have a 4K screen to, to get the benefits. No. Ray tracing will work on any screen because it's in the game. Yeah. So, because again, you know, I've got the 4K, 4K screen. I don't give a fuck if I'm playing something 4K or not. I don't. I don't notice it. I don't care. Yeah. But HDR? HDR is amazing. And now we're going to get ray tracing, which ray tracing, like HDR, you still have to have a screen that can do it. Ray tracing is just going to work because it's a technology within the games themselves. Yeah. And that's what's so badass about it. Uh, It's just really highly computational in terms of cost uh, for the GPU and CPU, especially the GPU. Do you remember the days when we didn't have floating point units and consoles? Yes, I do. Or machines? It's the same thing. Same innovation. Yeah. I just remember people putting special DSP chips on the cartridges. I remember the Atari Falcon having a, 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 a floating point module and everyone's going, oh my god. <laughs> nice. I didn't even know what the Atari Falcon was until about two years ago I looked it up. What? Yeah, we, I'd never heard of it over here. I never touched an Atari yeah. PC over here. Not a PC? Well, a computer. Well, it was. But you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> For me, it was... Uh, we had an Apple II at school that I got to borrow because nobody cared wow, about it. Wow, you're old. Me. Um, I, my first class that I took at the university when I was in fifth grade was on a Tandy TRS-80. Wow. My second class was on an Apple IIe, and I programmed a little game that everybody programmed where you have the lady throwing the baby out of the burning building, and you have to have two guys <laughs> holding a trampoline, and you bounce the baby three times into an ambulance on the right of the screen. And then 
my next class was advanced computer graphics when I was in between 6th and 7th grade. That was at the University of Oshkosh. And that was Turtle Graphics. That was advanced computer wow. graphics back then. It was a logo. <coughs> and then I bought an Apple II GS, which was amazing. And then I got the one megabyte upgrade card, which was an entire full-sized expansion card for the to go into a slot for one megabyte. Which wow, opened up my possibilities like crazy. You could, you wouldn't believe what I was able to do with that thing. <laughs> and then I bought a Commodore. Before that, I had a Commodore sixty four. When my parents had to work bingo for the church, I had to go with them because I was too young to stay home alone. And I won blackout, and I won enough money to buy my own Commodore sixty four. Woohoo! Yeah. So I I had I had it on the on the um, agenda, but I wanted to wait until Mark was around. But uh, there's this woman that's on Twitter. I've seen her on Twitter, but she's developing a side-scrolling shmup for the C64 right now. And she's got, like, parallax scrolling, the whole thing working on it. It looks great. So what is equal to similar nature is that uh, I discovered two days ago that the game Pinball Dreams I helped develop for console in the early mid-90s has just had an Amstrad CPC 464 version released. Now, for those of you in America who don't know what Amstrad's CPC 464 is, it was basically like the Sinclair Spectrum Z80 machine, but it could do more than two colors in an 8x8 grid square. So, yeah. <laughs> it's and some pinball dreams for it. I have to hold back so much when I see stuff on the ZX Spectrum because it looks yeah. like absolute trash to me, but then I start remembering back like, hey, wait, I used to play in the C64 and the Apple IIe, so I remember how this was. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and, and the, the Amstrad basically. The long story short was Amstrad wanted to compete with Sinclair, they brought their own machine out. Then they went and bought Sinclair, so so that was fun. Well, it's funny because I've got this great FPGA device called the Mister, and it'll simulate the hardware of a bunch of different systems, uh, consoles, and cool. computers. And one of those is the ZX Spectrum, and it's got straight on. I mean, it's got all these old computers, and it'll simulate the hardware directly in the, in the field programmable Gatorade. And I'd never wow. played a ZX Spectrum game before, or an MSX, or a lot of these things. So this has been like this this weird education. Revelation. And it even does an Amiga twelve hundred. It does a C sixty four. Wow! So you can legally buy. As a package online, I, remember, I don't remember the website, but there's a Commodore website that sells this one package with, they say, every C64 game available. I think they're missing a few, obviously, because yeah. it was like 80 million games. But then they also have an Amiga version of that, and it's this huge packet. So you can extract the ROMs off of that, you know, the, the, the games off of it, and put it on this Mr. And somebody built a menu system, and you can go through and play all these old Amiga games, which I never had an Amiga. I always wanted one when I was a kid, and I never got one. So I can go through and play all these Amiga games now, all the stuff on C64 that I used to play. It's It runs full basic on it from the C64, so I can sit and tap away on it like before, so I can plug a USB keyboard into it. Wow. Yep, and it, it fully supports the hardware. Or so the hardware. when you if you look put into the Amiga side of things, I'll look see if the game, my game Rubicon is on there. Rubicon, you say? I do side scrolling shoot up. For some reason, I think I saw that. Let me boot up and I'll take a look. Hey, there you go. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
problem is it's searched with an R, so it's going to take forever for me to get to it on the menu, but I'll, I'll check. That's fine. Can I just press R on the keyboard and it zips to it? No, the, the menu, this menu that somebody built is kind of clunky. All right, computer. <sighs> Hang on, just waiting for it to load. There we go. Mini MIG. <laughs> I don't know why they call it Mini MIG. Because they're crazy? <laughs> but the cool thing about this is, like, I have a little Bluetooth mouse, and this Mr. FPGA has got a bunch of USB ports on it, so I can just plug the little receiver in, and I can actually um, use the mouse on it like it's a regular Amiga mouse. So wow. I can use this thing as an actual Amiga 1200. All right. I'm at the ends. O-P... Oh, wait. Populous Paramonger. Oh, look at that! Rubicon! Yay! I'll turn the sound on. Oh, dear God. 1992, 21st Century Install... 21st Century Entertainment. An ESD conversion, so somebody must have... Enigma Software Developments. That was was my company in the late 80s, early 90s. Yep. Please wait. Oh. And the music is by a guy called Charles Deenan. Who's coding by Stuart J. Gilray? Yay! Andrew J. Buchanan was... graphics by Mark K. Jones. Yeah, who went on to work at Bethesda on the first two um, uh, uh, Elder Scroll games. Oh, okay. Oh, that's adorable. Please wait, loading level <laughs> one. I'm just going to see what this game looks like. <laughs> this looks like every other side scrolling game from Europe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's on the Amiga. Yeah. Darker, though. And why not? Yeah. How do I jump? Oh, God damn it, Stuart. You've got it so I have to push up the jump? Yeah. Damn it. We had one button joystick, remember? So I had to use a button for firing. Yeah. (laughs) Keep hitting the button to try to jump. That's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, you get the idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stream it later. It'll take about two minutes because it can be finished in thirty-five minutes. But the last level is the best level. Really? Yeah, it was level three. Then we moved it to level seven because we didn't want to get sued. Oh boy! And then you made the game hard enough to that you couldn't get to. Yeah. It. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Now this device is awesome, and I'm totally hooked on it. And that's why I'm on this retro revolution lately because. I'm able to even mess with stuff that I never owned before, never got to try before. Um, and it's fun to watch because these, these different cores are being updated all the time by the community. And, like, the SNES one on here is amazingly... It works with every game that used any type of DSP chip or helper chip. All the FX stuff works. The, mu- the sound is perfect. The whole thing. It's a really neat little device, but it's not emulation. They're actually simulating the hardware paths themselves. Like wow. a Neo Geo core just came out, and it's amazing. Wow. Yeah. It's just, and it's about the size of like two packs of cigarettes stacked on top of each other. <laughs> well, I guess we're done with the uh, the list here, unless you have anything else to say about the PS5. Uh, was there's nothing else to say, is it yet? What's that? Nothing else to say yet, is there? As far as I'm no, aware. I don't think so. I don't think we know enough yeah. yet. So you playing anything now? 
Uh, well, other, other than ukulele, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, other than that, say, so ukulele. Uh, back into No Man's Sky again. Since Beyond nice. Update, yeah, I'm thinking, it. holy crap, it's huge, it's different. And to be fair, like, if anyone who follows me on Facebook will notice I've posted some really bizarre pictures of planets with bubbles. Oh, yeah. Which was like, why is there planets with bubbles? That's why I put that That's, question mark after NMS. I'm like, is that No Man's Sky? Yeah. It was like, holy shit, bubbles? What the fuck? And, I, and what's weird is when you, when, you, when you come across the bubbles at night time, they just look like occasional highlight glints in the air. You don't even see the full bubble shape, just the highlight. Damn. I was like, I can't go, what the fuck is this? This is weird. And then, uh, of course, the um, uh, daytime comes, and the whole look, it's fucking bubbles flowing. What the fuck? <laughs> so that was that was just like, has somebody been smoking a huge doobie and thinking, this has got, got a great idea, guys. Let's put bubbles on planets. Nice. Especially for <laughs> VR. Yeah. Whoa, I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that one. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I gotta play it in VR. Still haven't gotten that far yet. Yeah, nor me. That boy should do. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, Arkham Knight. Yeah, yeah, because it was free and I hadn't played it. And to be fair, I've done two hours on it. And I'm thinking I can't remember this the first time round, uh, which is weird. Um, so play a little bit of that. Uh, also, been playing a little bit of at last um, uh, the show nineteen. Oh, yeah. After all these years, I managed to get myself a baseball game. Yeah, and for free as well. Because, you know, I like them scotch and don't pay for anything. Yeah. So that's been fun. Nice. Uh, also, restarted Last of Us Remastered again. Nice. Um, that's about it in terms of games, because not really have much time up with trying to get Ice Age finished last month. Nice. And day one patch and everything done. Uh, so that's all done now, which is nice. So, yeah, and then, of course... My son is now 13. Wow. When we started doing this, he was three. Um, yeah, so that's scary. Um, so he's playing more PlayStation than I am. Uh, but that's <laughs> to be expected for a 13-year-old, I guess. Uh, what else? Um, that's it, I think, for games-wise, really, right now. You? Um, Just playing a lot of Grid, uh, a lot of that Ghost Point, uh, or Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Um, I want to go back and keep working on spider-man because i'm way behind on finishing that game and i, I loved it i just stopped playing it uh but i really enjoyed that game and i'm not a fan of the you know a particular fan of, of that character but i think the game's fan yeah. and actually i think we'll see a, a follow-up to that on ps5 very early in the life cycle you think i do because it did extremely well there's another did, spider-man yes. movie coming because disney and marvel made up or, uh, yes, we. Disney and Sony made up, um, but I think that we're going to see a follow up very early on in the PS5's life. Do we not think we're going to see Ratchet before? <clears throat> um, I think if we see a new Ratchet, it might not be from Insomniac. <gasps> I think no. they'll farm it out to somebody else. Well, thing is, well, you see, right? So the PS4 Ratchet was done at Insomniac, North Carolina, right? wasn't even done at HQ. And it was fantastic. So, yeah. And I think it would be a huge shame if those guys didn't do another one. No, uh, you got to remember, though, Insomniac's owned by Sony now. Correct. So, luckily, it seems like Sony doesn't do the whole baby-making factory concept that Activision does. But 
I think yeah, the, yeah. the main team would do a Spider-Man game, but that game, there's no way they're not doing a follow-up to it. There's no way. They did way too well to not try to follow it up. And don't forget, yeah. when Mark Cerny first showed that hardware demo to Wired Magazine, what did he show? Spider-Man. Well, yeah, but he showed the PS4 Spider-Man running. I get that, but it's 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 a game that... it's. It's a brand that's always been ingrained with the PlayStation ever since PS3. Remember, remember the logo? I remember the Gran Turismo thing, yeah. yeah. And also in the Gran Turismo demo with Spidey f- sh- um, going through the Gran Turismo track. Even yeah. though they were saying, it was, this is hard when we're all going, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's an IP that Sony still owns, and they still make money off, and they're going to milk it. But that game is really damn good. It's not perfect by any means, but it's I got bored. good. Um, I think that might be why I stopped playing it for a little while, but I'm really compelled to get through the story. Uh, I also find the controls overly complicated. Uh, if you played some of the other Spider-Man games, I think they did a. I think they did a better job than some of the. Oh, don't, those don't, other games. don't get me wrong. The, I mean, the, the, the PS2 Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, they ended up. I don't think you saw the YouTube video where they got. Um, what the guy who, who wrote the original web swinging for the PS2 Spider-Man to play the new one, yeah. and they actually told him, that, "Look, we 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 took reference from your version of Spidey sw- swinging for this." Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. No, I uh, I think we'll see that at launch or very close after launch. I, I really do. It just popped in my head the other night. I'm like, that makes total sense. Because now they've, mm. now they've decided they're going to do another Spider-Man movie. and It is funny. Every time I hear Spider-Man, for some reason in my mind, it sounds like an old guy, an old Jewish guy's last name. Like, that's <laughs> Lou Spider-Man over there. Pops <laughs> in my head. I don't know. Hey, it's Lou Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> I still haven't seen the, uh, the new movie yet. Far From Home? Yeah. Really good once you understand what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Um, I, me not being a Marvel fan, it took me a couple minutes to get in into it a little bit, and I enjoyed the hell out of it, though. Visually, man, just stunning. But yeah. uh, I think they did a really good job with it. Actually, I need to get it to watch it again because it's out digitally. I was trying to yes. buy it in 3D from Europe, and everywhere dried up. Wow. Yeah. Very, very good, though. That's the funny thing. Like, I really love the first uh, Tom Holland one. And I'm just not a fan of that. I mean, for years, I was like, I don't understand why Spider-Man's so popular. I just don't get it. And that's David Jaffe's favorite character, so I'd always give him shit about it. And then I saw the Tom Holland movie. I'm like, well, this is actually a really good movie. And I, I really enjoyed it. I'm like, but still. To be I fair, I, I, I remember Spider-Man as a TV show growing up in the 70s. So I never watched that. So I did, um, yeah. for whatever reason. And it was all right, but I was never a huge Spider-Man fan. Then the ca- the cartoon started, and that was, that was cool. And then um, our friend Mr. McGuire, Toby McGuire, said to be Spider-Man. And to be fair, I actually enjoyed his first movie. I enjoyed his first one. Garbage. I liked the second one, but after that it was, yeah, it was crap. Yeah. And then Andrew Garfield... <sighs> I just watched the first Andrew Gar- Garfield one last weekend again. Yeah. It was all right, but it's it was right. too convenient. Especially the second one was way too convenient. Ugh. They were foreshadowing the end of that movie so much. To be fair, though, it wasn't a Marvel 
Um, right. It was all Sony movie. Yeah. So let's let's just hope it um, it continues because you know, the last two were quite good. They were, and even the stuff well, in the, uh, in, in uh, the Avengers and all that. They, they were all really yeah. good appearances. I liked them. I mean, I liked them. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, mm-hmm. what's going to suck now is we're probably going to be on a blackout for PS5 until, I'd say, probably around April. January? Next year. I think it's going to be before E3. It. I think we're going to get something before E3 so that they can kind of get it out there before Microsoft drops any bombs. Do you not think they might do a announcement event in January like they did for PS4? I... I've been hearing they're going to do an event. I just don't know when. I don't know if it'll be in January or not. Hmm. I'm only saying January because yeah, if they're releasing in the holiday season, that will be well in November-ish. And then yeah, because the know, PS4 event that we went to back then, I think it was in like uh, November. It was before I Christmas. I thought it was January. No. You sure? Uh, I can look. Hang on. Give me a minute. All right, old man. <laughs> I gotta go potty Give me a minute PS4 reveal event was Oh February <laughs> Oh February 20th and 21st Of 2013 Yeah yep, February 20th Wow, yeah, there you November. go. No, no, I, I thought it was January, but yeah, it's definitely the new year. I just looked up so the pictures. We might, <laughs> so we might see something in February of next. I can see oh, that okay. happening. I don't know if they do it in New York City again. I, I would assume they would just because they've got that Sony theater now. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean. Who knows? Who knows? I don't think we're going to wait for that, though. So, what have you been, what have you been watching? What's that? What have you been, have you been watching? Movies, TV shows? Um, I've actually been watching Veep. Really? Yeah, I watched the first season and then I didn't go back. And then I'm like, wait, I haven't watched Veep in a long time. So I've been burning through that. I'm on like the fourth season now. And, oh, it's hilarious. I love that it's a British a Brit guy that writes it. Yeah. I don't think he does anymore. Armando Anucci. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought so Armando used to... Amanda used to do a whole lot of shows like that in the UK, going all the way back to the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, um, including the thing, the show called The Thick of It. Mm, yeah, I've heard that. Which The Thick of It introduced the world to a character called Malcolm Tucker, <laughs> played by one Peter Capaldi, aka the Doctor. Oh yes. Um, and if you anybody wants to know who Malcolm Tucker is, just simply go on YouTube and type in Malcolm Tucker. Mm-hmm. And, and outtakes, and you'll know exactly why everybody wanted Capaldi to be Doctor Who. Nice. <laughs> and then uh, I've been watching uh, what they do in Shadows, because they brought it over here in the U.S., but it's it's the same crew and everything. And right. it's Matt Berry, so anything Matt Berry I'll watch. So I've actually got Toast of the Town queued up in Netflix, too, because uh, I love Matt wow. Berry. He's, like, one of my favorites. <laughs> and then... I think TV's kind of on a hiatus right now, so there's nothing really. I've, I've been rewatching Veronica Mars because the new season's on Hulu, but I, I haven't gone mm. back to that for a while. That's a good show. Yeah, I remember back in the day. 
I actually got uh, Mark and his wife really hooked on that show, especially his wife. Wow. And then we went. We all went to see the movie together in Milwaukee. Oh. Yeah. That's Day lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Three-way date night. Okay, awkward. Um, what have I been watching? Um, I, I, I was doing the usual stuff and catching up with various shows. I didn't watch the end of the seasons before the summer break. So, like NCIS and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I've been watching NCIS, NCIS, NCIS New Orleans lately. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Because I don't I've like Los Angeles, to but New Orleans is awesome. Los Angeles has grown to me. It got better with seasons six and seven. Mm. It's up to, I think it's up to ten now, I think. Jesus. Which is like, wait, what? When did that happen? Um, but the the big revelation at the end of regular NCIS and last year was Aziva David came back. Yeah, I saw that. Now, I, know, I know there are three episodes into the new season. I haven't watched it yet, so I'm going to wait and watch it all, if I can do. Um, also, we're watching... Um, uh, Murdoch Mysteries, which some of you may remember, I used to watch all the time. Sure. So I'm still watching that. Watch that's cool. A Canadian show, obviously. Mm. Um, uh, but also, I, I, last night I watched the first episode of the new Batwoman TV show. Yeah, I need to see it. I was kind of it's, uh, meh on it for a while, but I, I'd like to see what they're doing with it. Um, I, I, <laughs> the only meh point I have in it really is they've kind of based her helmet on the one that Christian Bale used in the last Batman movie. Right. So it doesn't fit the cowl and the helmet and the neck piece don't all fit together and it looks weird as shit. Oh, okay. Um, but that's that's aesthetics. You know, story-wise, as <laughs> a spoiler I won't give away, there was, a, there was a bit at the end of the episode I was just like, oh, of course, of course that's what's going on. That makes all clear now. Well, the funny thing is, um, I don't really know the Batwoman character. I well, wasn't reading I, those well, comics. Neither do I at all. Neither do I. Yeah. And I don't know if she is based on what the comic book was, because they called her Kate Kane. Mm. Of course, Bob Kane created yeah. Batman. Well, him and Mr. Finger. Indeed. So when did that all change? When did they start acknowledging Mr. Finger? Because that's only been recent. There's actually the first... a fantastic documentary on Hulu. Um, it only happened here. a few years ago, and, and I think the first movie that had it was, I want to say Man of Steel, oh, not Man of Steel, BVS maybe, or Man of Steel, one of the two, or no, it couldn't have been Man of Steel. I think it was BVS was the first one to actually have Phil Finger listed as the co-creator. Wow. But it's funny, they even have like recordings of, of Bob Kane saying, like, oh yeah, it's Bill Finger, Bill Finger this, Bill Finger that. And then, but it, it, it's it's a fascinating documentary, seriously. What's it called? I want to say it's like Batman and Phil or something like that, or Batman and I'd have to look it. I'll look it up and send it to you. Awesome! I want to watch that. It's really um, good. Yeah, so I'm watching that also. Uh, movie wise, oh, uh, I, uh, the hell was I watched last week? Oh, it escaped me. Oh, I, yeah. Well, I finally watched Sorry, John Wick three. Oh yes, we watched that over the summer. That was cool. I just watched it last week because I got a dollar rental. <laughs> wow. I never saw it in the theater, but holy fuck was that good. Yeah, so the only thing I would say is that for some reason between John Wick 1 and John Wick 3, Keanu's put on a shit ton of weight. <laughs> <laughs> if you see him in the, the scene near the end where he's where his fanboy ninja guy's trying to kill him, yeah. um, the, the timeout section, 
and Canada's leaning over. It's like, oh, dude, when did you put on 40 pounds? So you know what's really funny about that that samurai fanboy guy? What? Is the United States version of... Um, oh, it's a food show. Um, oh, my God. MasterChef? Not MasterChef, but it's like that. It's... Um, God damn it! It starts. In, it, it's in Japan, and now I can't think of it. But they always have a secret ingredient, right? And it's like you know, battle kitchen or whatever. But he's the chairman. That guy is the chairman of the U.S. version of it. He's supposed to be like the oh, nephew right. of the guy in, in Japan. Wow! But my friends and I have always had a joke about that show, and I think it was on. A, it was on like Family Guy or something, but. You know, they always make it so dramatic when they're going to talk about the secret ingredient, and it's on this big, you know, metal tray with a big metal lid and everything. <laughs> and we always joke that he he's going to lift it up one time. He's going to be, the secret ingredient is shark anus. So every time I see that guy, that's all I think about, shark anus. Well, that's face does give that impression. I can't believe I can't think of the goddamn name of the show. It's fine. Oh, it's annoying. It'll come to you. I had a stroke. <laughs> no, and I don't watch that show card. very often. Oh, uh, uh, Iron Chef. There you go. Iron Chef, yeah. Uh, I was laughing my ass off when I saw that guy. I'm like, holy shit, that's the guy from Iron Chef US. <laughs> but man, that movie, I, did, I was like, what are they going to do in the third one? And then they went through and like, holy crap, they just opened, opened the gates up. But what are they going to do in the fourth one? <gasps> well, I think the fourth one, he's going to start going after the table. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and of course, between now and then, we've also got um, Bill and Ted 3. Got Bill and Ted 3 coming. Um, Yay! I, I always liked Bill and Ted. I never loved it, so I'm, I'm oh. excited for it, but I, I'm not, like, fanboying out about it. I always made me laugh that in the second movie, the bad guy, Denomalos, yeah. his name is actually one of the writers' names backwards, Ed oh. Solomon. Nice. <laughs> It'll be cool to see Alex Winter again. I haven't seen him do anything in years. Oh, he's done lots of documentaries. Yeah, well, he he was like a big filmmaker and everything when he was doing that movie. So yeah, he still is. He still. I mean, he, he for a good few years he used to do commercials in the UK. Oh, okay. Um, I nice. can't tell which ones he's done, but he did them here. Then he went to America to do documentaries and stuff. So yeah, we have a lot of time for Mister Winter. He's a good guy. Well, remind me if you don't hear from me in a day or two about that Batman uh, documentary. I'll send it to you. I'm pretty I sure it's still on Hulu, and it might be somewhere else too. But oh man, it's so good! It's a fascinating story. Cool. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I watched anything else lately. It's just a lot of TV. You would think that no job. I'd have the stuff running a lot more, but I've just been doing a lot of YouTube lately. Yeah, somebody's got to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, I have. Okay, to to be completely open and honest, and transparent with everything I do. I've been watching YouTube as well but mainly watching a guy called Rick Beato who's a music producer musician guy who's given up producing music to run his YouTube channel he's now just hit a million subscribers and making shit ton of cash doing it oh wow um, but he talks into all the theory behind music and stuff as well so it's like holy crap this guy's a mind dump of music information nice. so that's cool. cool yeah that's really cool yeah they uh I'm just spending my days searching for a job. <laughs> I even started looking back down, back down in Kansas City. Wow. Because all my friends want me to move back there, and I'm like, well, if I can find a job, maybe I will. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame Sony haven't got a job going for you. <sighs> <laughs> There's 
There's already been three tries. Yeah. Yeah. You know what they say? We can't make it happen. Mm. You know what they say? Fourth time lucky, don't bother trying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, we're just, we're just rambling now. We are. Um, well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Sorry about my microphone at the beginning. I'm an idiot. I haven't used this mixer since I stopped doing the pod. Actually, before I stopped doing the podcast, because I was using that little recorder for a long time. So I haven't used this mixer in, like, probably three years. And I hit the wrong button. Wow. I was using the wrong microphone. I was using the headphone mic. Like a moron. So Going sorry about up. that. Um, like I said, I'm going to do these probably every two weeks. Definitely not weekly. I know that I don't have a job and I have time or something, but uh, I don't know. I just can't do it every week. I can't do it anymore. It's also, tired, I can try dude. to find co-hosts all the time. <laughs> I don't I, wanna... You should go back, to, you, to go back to what we originally said we were going to do, and that was to you know, do our old man grumpy store, uh, podcast. But also... Says the guy that would never commit. Hey, don't even go there. You the know time. why I want to, I haven't committed yet. You know why, so don't even say that. <laughs> but the other side of it is because one of the suggestions I had was we should try and get guest speakers on once a month. Uh, I was already thinking hosts. about that, and I'm already thinking about maybe reaching out to Sean Layden. Yeah, here's how it work right now. Yeah. <laughs> I might reach out to him, but I have a feeling PR is going to put him in, under a gag order for a while. No, really? Well, but I don't. The thing is, I want to talk to Sean, but I don't want to talk about like what's going on right now. I'd like to hear about no. his past. I'd like to hear about some stories about when he was coming up through Sony and like how he got the job and what you know I, I, his history. I think it'd be great. Maybe hear some good stories yeah. from like what is what's his like what's his favorite thing he ever did at PlayStation? Like you know what's his biggest accomplishment yeah. in his mind? Yeah, yeah. I'll see. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll reach out to him. Maybe somebody else. Maybe somebody else won't respond to me like they did to you. But you know they will. <laughs> they will now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry. I'm just randomly looking on 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 on, on um, Amazon Prime Video for this uh, the Batman thing you mentioned or the the Phil Finger thing. Yeah. And I kid you not, Batman Return to Arkham playthrough. It's just come up as I think it was released last year. Yeah. Really? What the fuck? <laughs> I remember playing through Arkham Knight for review, and I loved it. And then I got to the stuff where you had to, you know, I always call it the tank sections when you had to turn the Batmobile into the tank and everything. Right. This one part that got a little absurd because it was a little early in the game, and they really, really had you running around and dodging and whatnot, and. Kept failing, kept failing. I'm like, oh, is this going to break the game? Because I want this game to be good. And then <laughs> finally got by it, and then I got through the rest of the game, no problem. But, man, that game was fantastic. Unless you're yeah. on PC, and that's a total piece of shit. Uh, although, didn't DF Founder do a, a thing recently saying the, the version on the Epic Store Epic is better? Store, it's better, but it's still not good. Well, okay. Yeah, talk to your friend. Yeah, okay. I watched it. It's a lot better. <laughs> Well done. <laughs> they, just, they just tied a bow around that piece of shit. Wow. Yeah, okay. that, that, that PC version they had. I want to say High Voltage Software built it, which I don't know why you would have High Voltage Software do on anything for you. I can't <laughs> believe they're still in business. Didn't Honestly, they do PS3 version of Ghostbusters? Yeah. Yeah, that was atrocious. And I kind of know somebody that works at High Voltage, and I feel bad about saying that, but, dude, 
they were making games on they they did White Man Can't Jump for the Jaguar and it's an absolute pile of crap. But people bought it because it came with, it came with the four player tap. That's how the game well, got sales. Reason. They put the tap in it. Wow. Yeah. It was insane. Here, here's a great story to finish things out. Go so, back in the early 90s, that's when I was going to the CES and everything, like an idiot, even though I wasn't impressed or anything like that, um, I got to know somebody from, from High Voltage Software, and there was a rumor going around in the magazines and such that they were doing a 3D version of Joust, and the guy finally admitted it to me, he's like, yeah, we're working on it. I'm like, what? What's it like? What's it like? And, so I finally talked him into, I was trying to get him to send me an EEPROM to, te- to check it out, which to me was a common request because I was doing a lot of testing on the SNES and the Genesis back then and TurboGrafx. Right. So that was just a, you know, a random, easy going response that I would have. And he's like, we're not sending you an EEPROM. I'm like, what? It's fine. I'm like, I got EEPROMs all the time for some dumb reason. And he goes, tell you what, I'll send you a videotape. Like, okay. So, like a month goes by or so, and they're not that far from where I live in, in Wisconsin here. When I was living in Fond du Lac, they're just down in Champaign, Illinois, basically. I mean, it's right. a few hours away. <laughs> so they sent me a videotape, and it was about, I don't remember how long it was, like 10, 15 minutes or something. And my buddy Rock uh, was at CES when this was all going on, so I called him. I'm like, dude, they actually sent a videotape. But there was a note in it that said, you have to send this back to me. We can't let this leak. Right. Which is funny, because the internet didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. Where am I going to leak this to? Like, what, what am I going to do? I'm not going to digitize it and put it, on a, put it on a bulletin board. I don't have a way to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so we watched it, and it, I mean, it looked pretty cool for what the Jaguar can do and everything. And Sorry, the Jaguar. And uh, <laughs> it looked cool and all that, but then I had to send it back, so I had no proof. Well, the only proof I had was rock. But, yeah, I had a videotape of it, and I think, I think there's a video or two of it up on YouTube now, and they call it Dactyl wow. Joust. Because I think that, oh, that was called wait. 3D Joust. Dactyl Joust sounds familiar. Yeah, but High Voltage Software were the ones building that for Atari under contract. Wow. And then yeah, it, I, I probably saw that at Jaguar uh, Atari UK. I wouldn't doubt it, but it, they never showed it at a CES. They never showed it publicly. It was just these. It would just pop up here and there. But the guy sent me a videotape, and I had it for a while. But they made me send it back. So I wow. had it for like a week. But yeah, that, wow. that was my experience with high voltage software. And the funny thing is, the guy that I kind of know there now, I messaged him a while back. I was like, hey, man, do you guys maybe have some kind of archives and have any of that stuff? And he never answered me back. I'm like, oh, that means they have it. <laughs> yeah. But Atari probably still owns it, so that means that Infogrames owns it. Which means the Frenchies own it. Yeah. Those assholes. And that Atari PCS, <gasps> my God, is that thing turning out to be a piece of shit? Is that shit out yet? No, it's not out, but the problem is, I mean, there's a lot of problems. I've been laughing at that thing since they announced it, but... The guy that was supposed to be doing their graphics architecture, he's well-known. But all of a sudden, he disappeared and reappeared with his own company. Almost like he's going to be a contractor. So it just looks like they're just going to milk all this Kickstarter money. Wow. So then, 
this popped up on their subreddit, the Atari VCS subreddit that Atari actually owns and or runs and everything moderates. They actually closed it completely down the whole subreddit because people were busting them on it. Wow. Yeah. Oh, the story's amazing. <clears throat> yeah, that thing's gonna. It's 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 a fucking. It's an Nvidia Shield TV. That's all it is. Yeah. It's an Android yeah. box. Yeah. We're gonna put classic Atari games in there. Guess what? I can put Atari <laughs> classic Atari games on pretty much every device I have in this house. Why do I need? Calm down. <laughs> an Android box that has wood grain on it. Guess what? I don't need it. Fuck you. Yeah. Infogreen. <laughs> Never mind. Let's capitalize on the retro gaming scene that's happening right now. We're just going to capitalize. Yeah. We're going to put Android on here and. What a BS. We're going we're gonna to put a custom hardware. Yeah, right. Off the shelf hardware. <laughs> We're just gonna throw these. Anyway, we, we need all this custom hardware to run twenty six hundred games. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, it is. Hey, we ran over two hours, so we're going back to the old days. Woo-hoo. So hopefully, in a couple of weeks, uh, we'll be able to figure out schedules to have both Stuart and Mark on. This is not going to be a normal thing. I'm not going to promise those these guys out. Oh, no. I guarantee you, Mark's I, I, not going to do more than one. He'll probably he'll do two. At least. He'll, Mark will probably quit halfway through. Um, so I don't know what the plans are moving forward Um, you know well without going into details we need to find out exactly the date the first show I was on I'm sure we can figure that out and then I will probably do the 10th anniversary of that show ooh ooh okay yeah I'm sure I can figure that out somehow somewhere sure it was November 2009 must have been well, I'll just do a search on the RSS feed. And then I'll export yeah. that out to a CSV file, which I'll import into Excel. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll parse it with a search engine. <clears throat> Talking like an IT get, you go, get yourself some Kleenex and go to some par- private time. <laughs> um, yeah, so thank you very much, sir, for, for joining me, for bailing me out a little bit. Um, That's okay. Sorry for the change, folks. It wasn't my choice. Um, but we'll shit happens. Yeah, shit happens, and we'll recover and we'll we'll live through it. Uh, if any of you guys have any comments, questions, anything, we all the normal stuff. Podcast at psnation.com. We got the forums. There'll be a thread for this episode when I finally put it up. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at psnation. Please use those affiliate links because we're gonna need some money to send all these extra like prices out, and they are gonna go out soon. Um, I'm probably going to spend the whole day tomorrow on this app and try to get it up and running we actually kind of already have it running there's just a couple bugs that he has to work out so but thanks to everybody for sticking with us tell your friends tell your neighbors that i I, i'm back so you can come and and give me shit on twitter like a couple people i already have and uh just berate me ruthlessly that's what i'm here for that's what i live for to be abused that's what i'm told that's why i exist now that you're a stroke victim gimp. Yeah. Yeah, and then my blood pressure shot through the roof this morning, and I thought I had another stroke coming on. Oh, don't say that. I'm not kidding. Because Mark and I ended in the show on our own. Yeah, my, my lips got numb and everything, and yeah, it was my, my blood pressure went through the roof. Go to the doctor. I can't. Don't have insurance. Oh, God. Move to the UK and go to the doctor. <laughs> it's free here, people. To give you, oh, to give you an idea, okay? 
differences. Well, Canada's only so, two, uh, two hours north, you know. Yeah, there's that. So, but five weeks ago, I had a bit of a scare, uh, health-wise, um, to the point that I had to go for my second ever blood test. <laughs> now, those who may have listened to the show in the past with me on it talking about blood tests, I don't do needles, so usually it involves me crying like a girl God. of five years of age for about ten minutes as they tried to take blood out of my arm. Um, this time wasn't so bad, um, but. So the result of that blood tests was I had to go and get extra tests, including the holy trinity of man tests. And if 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 you have a man in your life and you're not a man yourself and you know the whole fist there, Doc. Oh yeah, that and the camera and everything in between. Um, The good news is all clear, everything's normal, which is nice. Oh good. But for a moment there, there was a moment of oh Jesus, I've got cancer, I'm going to die. But and do you know how much it cost me? Do you know how much it cost me? It cost me two pounds seventy pence in car parking fees at the hospital. Yeah, that's not the way it is here, bud. No, no, no. They they, they screw you, then they then they tell you they're going to try and heal you, but it'll, it'll screw you some more. Well, when I had the uh, when I had the stroke, my insurance at my new job, not even my new job, but at my job in Milwaukee, hadn't kicked in yet because they hired me on from being a contractor to full time, and yeah. I thought that I had insurance, but it hadn't gone live yet. So my bill for that week was like $120,000. And I'm still paying it how can that? How can that even be a fucking thing in this, in, in this world today? And that was with the cash how? discount, Stuart. That was with the discount. That's what they told me, at least. I don't understand how we're, we're penalizing people for getting ill. Yep. That doesn't make sense, yep. humanity. Yep. If anyone listened to this in North America or in, in the States thinks it's the right thing to do, Jump off a fucking cliff. Yep. Really. I agree. Waste of the human genome. Yep. Anyway, on that note, <laughs> I'm going to go now. Um, uh, thank you for having me on again. Thank you, usual. sir. Uh, and we'll be back in a couple weeks or so, I guess. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll talk about scheduling and hopefully get all three of us on here so it can just be a, a madhouse of old men. And if it's if it's releasing on Thursday as usual, I look forward to the abuse on Friday. Oh, fucking know. On this Twitter. <laughs> when, I, when I get my ire up enough to actually edit, because I'll be honest, one of the reasons I quit, I hate editing the podcast now. Get Angela to do it. Get Dave's wife to do it. She likes doing it. <laughs> oh, no. That ain't going to happen again. I've been told that already. <laughs> you, can, you can edit that bit out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, make Mark edit it. Right. Yeah, sure. Well, what's going to suck you That'll more work. is because I had my microphone screwed up. I'm probably going to have to play with that audio for a while, too. Uh, I oh, suck. you'll enjoy that. Anyway. A little past filter on it. I'll be fine. Folks, cool. thanks for sticking with us. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this is acceptable. I'm sorry that it happened, but it happens. And uh, we'll move forward. So uh, keep, your, keep your chins up high. I say that to myself looking into a mirror. And uh, like I said, get involved. Please, you know, get on Twitter, get on Facebook, get on our forums, uh, send us an email, podcastpsnation.com, whatever. Uh, let us know maybe what, let me know or let them know what topics you like covered. And if you have any questions, uh, send an email, podcastpsnation.com. Get out there, play some games. Have a great one. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Bye. I hate going to the doctor. I went for a complete physical and I'm in there undressed. The doctor comes in. He said, your left testicle feels funny. Shit, then leave it alone. You only started feeling funny when you started touching it. Come on. 
I'm not kidding. I thought I was passing a kidney stone. I go to the doctor. He said, Bob, don't worry. With today's technology, we can go up there with a laser. I said, we? <laughs> they love to go in you. I had to get a thing called a sigmoidoscopy. They take something like this long. It looks like a steam gun from a car wash. And he says, I'm going to stick this up your ass just to look around. I said, for what, a parking space? I said, look, I got a better idea. Why don't you tell me what you're looking for, and I'll tell you where it is, and we don't have to use that. He said, we're looking for blood in your stool. I said, yeah, if you use that, I can make a prediction right now. The guy tells me to bend over. He starts feeding it in like the Roto-Rooter guy, you know? I mean, no flowers, no wine, no nothing, you know? It's like... Then when he was done, he said, well, your intestines are okay, but one of your fillings is cracked. Why are hemorrhoids called hemorrhoids and asteroids called asteroids? Wouldn't it make more sense if it was the other way around? But then if that was true, you wouldn't be a proctologist, you'd be an astronaut. And why do people say excuse me after they fart? How about look out before you do it? I had such an embarrassing thing, I had to go to the hospital, I thought I was having an appendicitis attack. So I'm in the emergency room, right? And the doctor comes in, he said, I'm gonna push on your stomach. You tell me when it hurts the most. And he pushed on this one spot and this gas came out and the pain went away. And it cost 75 bucks to fart in the emergency room. And the sick thing is you can put it on your visa card and make monthly installments on it. And then you go to charge something at the store and they go, sorry, that's been declined. You still owe $25 on, did you fart in the emergency room? How about when you want to let it out real easy so nobody knows? And it's diarrhea. And you're at work and you have to throw your underwear out. And someone catches you at the dumpster and they go, hey, what do you got over there? Nothing. Nothing, that's shitty underwear. Yeah, it's not mine. What are you carrying, somebody else's shitty underwear around? You know what I was thinking? This sounds really sick, but you know, how do blind people know when they're done wiping their ass? <laughs> Shit's not really that funny, really. You know, I took a shit once and it was black, and I, you know, I know, and I don't, I know black shit means something's wrong with you, so I start to panic, and I, I don't want to flush because. In case something happens to me and I collapse or something, at least maybe they'll find the shit in the toilet, you know, and, and, and they'll be able to rescue me. And I, and I called my dad and I said, Dad, you're not going to believe this. I just took a shit and it's black. And he said, Bob, you're not going to believe this, but I'm in a business meeting and you're on the speakerphone. I said, oh. I, mean, I didn't know what to do. I put it in a baggie and took it to the emergency room. And I said, is there something wrong with this? And they said, carrying your shit in a bag? Yes. I said, oh, okay.